This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by RetroGameTreasure.com. It is one of the best monthly subscription services you'll find out there. It starts as low as $29.99 and sends anywhere from three to five retro video games from your console of choice. From the Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, Sega Master System, Sega Genesis, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, and the Game Gear, as well as... Breaking news, now shipping Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, and PlayStation 1. And here at the Happy Hour, we love retro games, but what we love even more than retro games is saving money. So go ahead and put in the coupon code at checkout, Happy Hour. Get $2 off your total purchase. Go see them, and don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with with Johnny and Deuce Deuce sent you. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by The 8-Bit Artist. If you're a fan of art and a fan of retro video games for the NES, SNES, or Genesis era, come and check out The 8-Bit Artist. He does hand-painted classic video game scenes on professional canvases. Get a painting done that takes you back to a simpler time in your life. They're high quality hand-painted art for a reasonable price. Check out his Instagram on 8-Bit underscore artist or his Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash 8-bit pixel paintings and remember to tell them that the happy hour with johnny and deuce sent you hello internets my name is johnny womack and of course i have our third member, Brandy Womack. I'm starting it different today. Oh, 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 oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> and, of course, we have uh, Deuce, my main man. I can tell you this label, we're going to just straight up call it shenanigans. Yes. I can <laughs> feel already it's going to be shenanigans. The shenanigans. The shenanigans episode. But what I'm really, really excited about is we've got our good friend, also sponsor of Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Yes. The Mega Buck himself. Buck is here, live in studio. From Retro Game Treasure, yep. yep. I'm down for shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah. But first, every single episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce starts off with a good old Deuce salute. Yes, sir. Ooh, I like the one after the other. Yeah. And Brandy can't do it because she's drinking her wine. Get my wine bottle out and we'll pop that cork. No, I'm good. You can hear that We're good. Bitch. We're good. <laughs> we are good because Brandy is in her wine. We're all drinking. Yep. Drink responsibly, everyone listening at home, of your age of your country of choice, whatever your uh, your preferred age is, I guess, 18 in some places, but mainly 21 in the United States. Actually, it is 21 in the United States. Yeah. Other yeah, places, shit. you can drink at 18 or whatever. It's like, not over there. But yeah, so uh, we are a twice-weekly podcast dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening, listening pleasure. pleasure. Uh, yeah, so we've been doing this a while, over 150 strong episodes, and we're keeping it going, we're rocking and rolling, and we want to first to say thank you to the fans that have been listening and supporting us this whole time, we wouldn't be able to do it without and you. And our sponsors. And our awesome, amazing sponsors like Retro Game Treasure, you guys are awesome, and it's, I think it's really cool, because like, we have such an amalgamation of listeners that kind of listen to us, and it's, they're from all over the world, literally. SoundCloud tells me that we have people in the Netherlands that listen to our show, which is insane. We have people from Mexico, we have people from Finland, like it's awesome. And actually, our last episode, episode 150, we had, we had, I think it was like 16 different listeners from Brazil, so, obrigado for all you Brazilian listeners, that means thank you in Portuguese, so there you go. Uh, Anyways. Suck up. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, UFC has been slowly teaching me Portuguese. There you go. They have so many fights in Brazil, and so That's many true. of the fighters are from Brazil. Mm-hmm. I'm slowly starting to learn Abs- Portuguese. Absolutely. And of course, we were talking about Retro Game Treasure Deuce. Uh, it is a monthly subscription service, and it sends you retro games. It's uh, custom boxes sent right to your door, yeah. and you have anywhere from the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo, the Sega Master System, Sega Genesis, uh, Nintendo 64. Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy SP. Am I missing anything, Buck? Well, you now Game Gear. Game Gear. That's right. The good old Game Gear. The reliable Game, game gear. gear. That's well, right. Now I think we're past the trade embargo. Oh, I think we can finally snap. announce. Uh oh, the trade embargo. Well, we that's to, true. We had to keep our mouth shut for a little while. Hey, I can't something. tell you guys secrets if you're going to tell everybody right away. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you got you got to hold it to the end, yeah. Deuce. Yeah. You got to build it up. So. So wow, they- that came out strange. Anyways, um, I'm looking hey at Brady. I'm so like, you just got to build her up. Anyways, oh, this like, is what happens when like, these two start drinking. Like <laughs> There's some like serious sexual tension that's you, got, you got to work your way up. Yeah. If you know what I mean, rated M for mature. An <laughs> 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 <And> AO. <laughs> There's not that many AO games actually. Is there? I don't Ooh, think so. Because 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 the main problem was well, the problem is well, the problem is is to give a little history there at home. A lot of places like Walmart won't sell AO games, and a lot of them oh. won't even, you know, GameStop they, wouldn't even do it. Yeah, so that's the reason why you don't have a lot of companies that decide to make them because they don't really, they're not really that profitable. Typically, I, I'm, list, I'm reading Masters of Doom right now, which if you guys don't know that book, it's a it's a biography about John Carmack and John Romero. Sure, really created id that's software. A, and that's Doom. awesome. Awesome, awesome book. And I just got to the part where they talked about right after the ESRB was created, Doom was the first game to have that. M for mature on it. And oh, wow. Walmart was one of the names that comes up in there as they were a little shaky about selling it. But it's funny because sure. they also talk about Nintendo's squeaky clean image and how as soon as there was a rating system, they were like, "Well, Mortal Kombat 2 can maybe be a little bloody, then you know that that'll be all. That'll be all right." <laughs> yeah, and that was, put an M on there and not say because true. Mortal Kombat one, if I remember correctly, on the Super Nintendo, it had like sweat. It was it a sweat. Blood. It was yeah. like gray. Yeah. yeah. So that's true. You know, I think somewhere the in there, water they started, droplets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the but they started droplets. figuring out that, like, look, that we Sub do Zero have sweating. an adult market. <laughs> Between that yeah. and Night Trap for the Sega CD, started uh-huh. that whole thing with Senator Lieberman, blah, 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 yada, yada. But the funny part is that I learned in that book was December 9th, 1993 is, here's this thing. You, you guys as an industry have one year to regulate yourself. December 10th is when Doom came out. Oh, wow. So the very next day That's it was funny. like, oh, <laughs> now we really okay. Oh, we no. have to do this. Yeah. So uh, I want to ask you, Buck, because yeah. we we did an episode with you uh, at Ignition Inc. Yes. Uh, Artist Alley evolved. It was the really good cool. Josh Bauer. Yes, uh, and Agent Productions and all those fine folks. And we were kind of talking about you know retro game treasure, like how you, how long you've been into the video game industry and like how much you've loved games growing up. And we you and I fanboyed over Final Fantasy Four, Final Fantasy Two for Super Nintendo. Oh. And uh, behind the curtain, uh, he's him and I were talking about Lunar, and uh, he had he was privileged to have the Sega CD versions of those, which those That's are amazing. I as a kid, man. Those are amazing. Load times were killer, though. <laughs> what are they? They were. Load t- how are load times in general for uh, Sega CD? Like, uh, yeah, comparable a little to bit longer. Yeah. And I remember my disc. I remember having to open my tray about ten dozen times while fighting Galleon because it kept skipping when I oh, rented really? it from Blockbuster. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I was like, no, it's my first four way, four A of. Oh no. 
Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Now, could you open it, like clean the disc, put it back in, and it would still play yeah, from where Sega it was CD at? Sega CD didn't flip out when you opened the tray that much. Really? So. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. depending on the game, I guess, and where you're at. Yeah. But like in an RPG, it was like, well, I'm not reading from the disc right now, so you can do whatever you want. Yeah. No, they obviously the folks listening at home uh, hear the commercial, but just kind of in your own words, describe what Retro Game Treasure is. Retro Game Treasure is a monthly subscription service to nothing but retro video games. Everything from the Nintendo, Super Nintendo, uh, all the way up to some of the older stuff here. Uh, you basically put in your personal collection so you don't get duplicates. You put in your preferences. So if you like beat-em-ups and shoot-em-ups and adventure games and RPGs, but you don't like... Sorry, guys. Some people don't like wrestling games, but I know you guys yeah, love them. Yeah, but you don't them. like those or you don't like sports games or you don't like action-adventure. Sure. You can tell us what you do and don't like, even down to the, the minutia of... Subcategories like sci-fi, military, fantasy, Pokemon, mature games, kids' games. If you don't like the blood and the gore, you're not going to get it. If you like kids' games or vice versa, you, you want the Mortal Kombat's, you check that mature, check fantasy, check fighting games, you can be pretty sure that's what's this kind of stuff that's coming your yeah, way. Yeah, I checked so. the kids' games off on us that we didn't want any. So, <laughs> so sorry to your two little ones, but this this was the big There's some boxes. cool stuff in there, though. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. really, I mean, there's some good, like, beat... Okay, Incredibles for the GBA is a really good beat em up. Yeah. I, I, who they, Disney making beat em ups or Pixar or whatever else? That's awesome. Play. So we've been in business for uh, one year now, coming us awesome. this next month. Congratulations. So, thank you. Yep. And so, like you were alluding to before, and we were talking about Sega CD so much, we are really excited to be announcing that we are starting in April for our subscribers. We now carry PlayStation, Sega Dreamcast. Sweet. And Sega CD. That's amazing. You yeah. can add to your list. Which I wanted to ask, and like Sweet. I said, you can completely <laughs> sidestep the question because you told what, us you sent the uh, you sent the flyers out and the the questionnaires out to people. What was the response from the fan base? What was the response from your user base of like, hey, this we really want these or we don't? Most of our subscribers really wanted PlayStation One. Like yeah. that was their front runner favorite. Dreamcast wasn't a very far second, but it definitely was. Sega CD, of course, is more of a niche market because there were yeah. some kids like me and you, Deuce, that we had it or we played it or the resurgence yeah. was we really like it. Yeah. Sega CD is really funny where, like, there's a lot of great ideas. Yeah. But all of the execution is, like, if it's poor. Yeah. Like, if yeah. you've ever played Bram Stoker's Dracula for the Sega CD, yeah. really cool game, but you're like... You see all these elements that are like, oh, the music is great, and the background's in this, and like, that is not fun to play. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's a great collectible item sure. for sure, too. So the, the everybody had kind of different opinions, but it trickled down that PlayStation was the front runner. Right. And so the original thought was, we'll introduce a disc system, and whichever one our current subscribers think is the most popular. And when it came to the end of it, um, with some fun-loving wholesalers that we have, it was like, you know what? We can do all three. Let's just not even make it a popularity contest anymore. Let's you know? just let's just do business. But yeah. right. But I think also one of maybe from the inventory perspective, I think there's way more PlayStation One games than there is Sega CD and, and Sega Dreamcast. There's also way less Sega CD consoles out there than there. That's are true. That's yeah. another and good so point. So it is more of a niche market, like the Game Gear is too. Sure. We have our diehard Game Gear fans, yeah. and there are some awesome Game Gear games that really got passed over in the love because the Game Boy was so, so popular back then, yeah. too. You know, I mean, the Game Gear was a really cool console. A lot of the Game Gears, their screens are gone. And, yeah. and you have to you have to either find someone online that will do a capacitor kit on them oh, wow. or redo them. And so it's really hard to find a working Game Gear, too. I've heard little tell that Hyperkin is working on a solution for that and add oh. on to the Retron 5, which would be 
awesome, cool yeah. for us too. And 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 Hyperkin is a partner of ours now. Yes, that's yes. awesome. So we're super pumped about that as well too. Um, you know, to be having them on board as well because they're they're some of the best ways to play some of those as the old consoles get older and older and harder to come by and the pins go bad. Their console is awesome for playing old games. Yeah, I never got to play. A, I never got to play a Game Gear. Actually, it was always one of those things where it was like I didn't own one either. Yeah, you. Oh, I have a Game Boy. Ha! <laughs> you have a Game Boy. You have you have the green color. I have color. I had an Atari Lynx. Oh wow! I still have. Oh it. my goodness! And it was awesome. Yeah. Game Gear was awesome in its own right too, though. I mean, really, I mean, it it, it should have kicked the Game Boy's butt, but but it didn't. I'm not gonna lie. The first time I saw um, a Sonic on the go, I was like. Yeah, head, well, they exploded. had a lot of games for it. Like, I think they had an X-Men game for mm -hmm. it. Like, they had a lot of really cool games. Two X-Men games. Bonk. For it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think it'll be really cool because especially if Hyperkin puts out a system like a Retron 5 where you can slide them in, I think a lot of people are going to go back and look for those games like myself The rumor myself I've included. heard is that it's going to be an add-on to the Retron 5. Oh, so, so it's like a plug-in. Nice. Buy a separate console. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. The, that's the buzz on the street, you know. Yeah. You know. Piece of paper under table kind of thing. Yeah, yeah that'd be really cool though. And if Hyperkin wants to spend old Johnny and Deuce a piece of paper under table, we're <laughs> always looking for new sponsors because I can oh tell you goodness. right now the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce studio would love to be able to say that we are sponsored by Hyperkin and have a Retron 5 in the studio. Yeah, they're so, really, really cool. They make, great, yeah. they make really great controllers too. Oh, they do. Uh, I love, I have one of their, uh, the Sega controllers they build. It, it feels, I mean, it is amazing. It feels so good in your hands. Yeah. You're like, when wow. When first signed on with them, they sent me as a gift, one of their Super Nintendo controllers. And if I close my eyes, I'm like, dang, yeah. this is pretty... Like, like it, the colors are slightly different, but yeah. and they didn't try to completely copy it on purpose, but the shell is like... It's the exact identical. same almost, yeah. yeah. That's and awesome. And something that's really cool that they have on top of our Dreamcast announcement, I don't know if they either have a huge stock of them or they have a license for them, but they carry Dreamcast VMUs. Oh, wow. Uh, which I was super pumped to see That's that. That's awesome. Like, legit Dreamcast VMUs, not like re-engineered something else. What's funny about Sega, real quick, because I kind of want to go back to that. For those at home that don't know, what is the difference between Sega Saturn and Sega CD? Because they came out... Pretty close together. No, there was a the pretty there, there gap. Was a gap like well, four or five it, years. it was the next console that they right. had there. It, it was just so short lived. I, I own a Saturn too that I think I bought, you know, at Walmart for like sure. fifty bucks near the sure. end of its lifespan. Because yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure we rented one at one point. Oh, oh you, that's right. You, you know, can rent this. You can rent the consoles I remember. too. Yeah, but the I mean, the Saturn has some really awesome game fighting games like Fighting Vipers. That was disc based, yeah. right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it was still disc based. So for those at home. Don't get it confused. The Sega CD is not does not play your Sega Saturn games. No, no. So no, no, there's no. a home. Sega yeah. CD came first, and there were two versions of the Sega oh, CD. Okay, there yeah. was a there was a bottom mounted one. Sure. It was an add on to the Genesis. There was a bottom mounted one that had a tray that comes out. Yeah. The belts wear out on that. You have to replace them every so many years. And then there's the more traditional, like a PlayStation has the uh, pop up. And that was the side mounted one. That's the that's one, the one, one I, I have. Yeah. Too. I still yeah. want a Sega CD one really bad. Oh really? <laughs> They've gotten up there so much. And then well, there's yeah, because the collectors want them because they least. look so much cooler because it just stacks up. Not to be up. confused with the Sega 32X, which is a separate place to put your uh, that goes on that top, went in right? The Genesis console. Right. There is also a handful of Sega Genesis CD 32X games. Is like, there like, really like, a firefighter? Like Corpse Killer. Yeah. There is a Sega CD version, yeah. a 32X. 
Sega CD version where because if you ever played you know your Sega CD yeah. that the video quality like I said great ideas terrible execution yeah. like if you ask the guys that made Night Trap they're like we spent two million bucks and filmed all this great footage and then we had to compress it down to like a thousand colors on right. this itty bitty screen to fit it right. and yeah. the 32X like they made a Night Trap for the um, Sega CD 32X yeah, where also it uses both yeah. well it up-resed it, they were able to up-res with the extra processing power for the 32X probably not blast processing right? probably Regular not processing <laughs> but they were able to up-res a lot of that and get some better better video out yeah. of it just for the folks at home because I, I love learning too and that's one cool thing about talking about because he's got this awesome knowledge gaming knowledge video game historian if you will exactly so plug to that guy i love him <laughs> the gaming historian uh, so it goes it goes sega master system sega genesis what comes after Sega Genesis? Oh, Sega CD. And the Sega CD was an add-on to the Genesis. Right. And the 32X came right a little bit after that. Right after I think yeah. the Sega CD, and then they made games for both. Too. And then Saturn. Yeah. And then Dreamcast. Dreamcast. Okay. And then of course Project Duval. <laughs> the rumor is that the, there's rumors out there that Sega wants to make another system. I don't know if that's ever going to come to fruition because yeah. that's a yeah, that's a big space to enter now. You know, with yeah, all the big it was boys. It's a shame because the Dreamcast was a really awesome console. It only lasted about it what two years, I think, two calendar years. Yeah, a little. Some, I think it was a little. Two thousand one. It just wasn't ninety nine and two thousand one. Not long enough. It yeah. just couldn't compete with PS. Well, you know, we Deuce and I have had a discussion about this when the Dreamcast had its fifteenth anniversary last year. We were like, or it would have been its fifteenth anniversary, and we were like, uh, what? You know, the main problem that they had was EA never signed on. They never got Madden on them, so they had the the two game that two K games. Pirating was really pirating was big, especially the first gen. The first supposed to become a thing. Yeah. yeah, but you didn't have Madden on your system, and Madden was selling your system like it was selling, and well, that was one of the main. Sega always got to the market first. Sure. The the Master System was before the NES. It was. Genesis yeah. was made to compete with the NES, not the Super Nintendo, but it ended up being the Super Nintendo's competitor. Yeah. Right. So when they said well, we're going to make another console, why don't we add an add on? We think that disc games are going to be the next new thing. They did it first, you know, and same with like the whole Sony was supposed to produce a disc based add on for the Super, Super Nintendo. Nintendo. Mm -hmm. And it, we talked about that before. It never happened, became the PlayStation. The Sega CD was, same thing, learned more stuff about um, more research of that too. There was a console that was supposed to come before the Sega CD that made by another small, like Mattel or somebody else. That like Night Trap and a lot of those games uh, were and Ground Zero Texas and stuff were supposed to be on that console. Oh, the okay. New May or something like that it was called, and and that fell apart. Night Trap and like some of those games were done for like two years and sat there because the console they were made for died before it. Snega sat Sega so, snatched it up. And Brandy, do you know what Night CD. Trap is? Night no. You should tell her in a, in a starring Dana Plato from Different Strokes. <laughs> like, how you would you what, describe? Do you know what? what my first video game console ever was? It was my dad's. It wasn't mine. It was a Telstar Classic. Cool. Nice. So you're talking about old, like yeah, legit old school. Yeah, all that cool stuff. Yeah. yeah. Night Trap was. And then I didn't have anything else until 1997, which was the PlayStation PS1, One. Yeah. 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 So Night Trap was part of a genre that was invented by, pretty much invented by this dude named Tom Zito, who they wanted, like games like Sewer Shark, they could do full motion video, even though it was lousy and the screen was like a eight inch, eight inch by eight inch, you know, part of your, it was like a fourth of your screen in the middle. Oh. It, they. He came up with almost this genre that they still call uh, a trap 'em up, like a play on like a shoot 'em up and a beat 'em up. It was called a trap 'em up, and uh, Night Trap was one of the first. Uh, there was Double Switch, and there were a couple others like that. You basically in Night Trap was you had there was this house with cameras all over the house, 
and you could switch between the cameras to view all the different things that were going on. And the cool part was is the disc, it would buffer for a few seconds to load if there was something. You knew something was going on in the room if it took more than one second to get to that room because it had to like buffer the video. Right. And the premise of the story was is there were a bunch of girls, don't ask me why these girls are so stupid, going to stay at the other girl's house because there had been a bunch of girls disappearing at the time at this family's house. And and turns out that they're in cahoots with like these vampires called augers wearing like all black. Wow. And so it's already like pretty cool, kind of a little bit like macabre. This is like a precursor to Five Nights at Freddy's. This game is the shit. This was, <laughs> I, I've owned this since I was a kid, and I loved it. I don't know how my parents let me play it, but I loved it. And so what you do is you go around from room to room, and the, the stuff is happening with all the different members of the group, the girls, the family, whatever else, but these augers are sneaking around the house. And it's it was filmed. They spent a couple million bucks on this thing. And so it's cutting to scenes, <laughs> pre-rendered scenes, and when the augers get close to a trap, the, the meter will get into the red, and you can hit the button. And if you hit it in time, it would basically cut to a different video of the auger getting trapped, and it would add it to your total of guys that you captured. And so you had to capture enough, or they would cut you off, and that was the end of the game. That was like game over. It was a two-disc game. Well, it was so cool. Yeah. And, and the, just the ambiance that it gave you, and it was a little bit creepy and a little bit scary, and you could go in the, the, the bathroom and the hallway and the different bedrooms and the outside. It and does sound very like precursor to Five Nights at Freddy's. The traps were yeah. like yeah. launch a guy off the roof, or, or the floor would come out and they'd fall in, or the stairway would collapse and they'd slide down it. Yeah. The hole. It was really cool. But the reason why it's so controversial in such a big deal was because it was that and Mortal Kombat were the precursor to the ESRB because what yeah. happened was there's the a rating system. there's yeah. a scene in that game that parents flip their shit over because there's a bunch of college age girls all pretty good looking and you know skimpy shorts and everything else and yeah like I said Dana Plato from different strokes and, sure. you know rest her soul she's dead now was in that as a decent acting I guess but what happened was there was a scene in one of the bathrooms where one of the girls is wearing a negligee uh-huh. And one of the augers is hiding in the in the shower behind her. And she's like, sure. oh, Donnie, you silly boy. And she opens it up. She's like, wait, what? And two more of them come out of, like, the wall with, like, this handheld thing that wraps around her neck and, like, drills into her neck. There's no blood, but it's you see this thing, like, pretending to drill into her neck. And then they – and you can't save her. They drag her off, like, into the wall of this oh, house. Oh, wow. And people flip their shit. And yeah, so, and also you got to remember this is like early '90s. This was '93, right. I yeah. think. And so Mortal Kombat One had came out, and that that came out, and so that game is actually re- gets got re-released the following year with a rating on it. Yeah. I, I'm lucky enough to have one of the earlier one, the first printing right. ones with the the red box and the more like comic booky looking sure. like yeah. Tales from the Crypt cover. Art. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool, like the girl in the negligee, oh, yeah. you know, like that kind of face. But that those kind of games, the Sega CD kind of set a benchmark that all the CD consoles, you know, improved upon what it tried to do and sure. in a lot of cases, you know. Mm. It was almost like the original like prototype idea of what a, you know, a CD-based system would be based yeah. on. They yeah. got stuck in a lot of a lot of like paths like those trap em ups they were cool but they started to get there were only Did three or four of them okay now what was that game and i always forget it was not camel and not quest uh what is the one with the guy with the the knight whatever he walks in from room to room i get dragon's, dragon's lair dragon's a lair fantasy adventure game that was become a valiant knight <laughs> was that a sega cd game so. or no that was an arcade game i know it was and arcade they, and they ported that to sega cd because i remember yeah. that that was that was one of the niches if you would call it that that console did really well but it got stuck in because there's there's Dragon's Lair. There's Space Which is Ace, fun. There's yeah. Revenge of the Ninja. There's yeah. 
Time Gal, there's Cobra yeah. Command, there's Road yeah. Avenger, there's a yeah. million animated games like that that cut from one one to the next. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I remember one of the things watching my friends play because I didn't have a Sega CD, but I remember when they were playing Dragon's Lair, and I, I remember it was cool where you go in the left side, Great and it would like fully animated <laughs> to the left. It was really neat, neat to see like the different choices. It was almost like choose your own adventure. And sometimes it would flip flop yeah. it, so you'd be like, I know this one. Can I do the whole thing in reverse? Yeah. Wait, it's up, <laughs> down, left, right. No, it's right, left now. Oh, and then the tentacle thing grabs yeah. you. Yeah, it was really neat. It's like a choose your own adventure. I really, yeah, but I like that. Like I really oh, like game. personally the FMV games, and that's yeah. why I love the Sega CD because mm-hmm. the Me Sega too. CD was pretty much. A lot of it was built around the FMV games, it, like Space Trucker, and the, like there's a bunch of other ones where basically it's like you'll play little levels, but it leads you to like a FMV cutscene, a lot like a Command and Conquer would do a couple. Yep. Years sure, later. yeah, absolutely. So yeah. it's it's a lot like that, and I love those games, like that style, the full motion video games. I love, so that's why when he yeah. said, you know, hey, we're getting Sega CD, I'm like. Well, Johnny, me and you are going to have to switch up what we're getting. Well, that's what's so <laughs> cool about Let's talk about your service real quick because yeah. that's what's so neat about we talked about before is like how your service, you can just like all, all of a sudden you just want Game Gear games or, or you have to have two or a minimum of two systems. So you say, I want Game Gear games and I want PlayStation now. Right. You could do that. Yeah. Like it's just really, really neat. And then yeah. you'd be like, next month I want 64 games and Sega CD games. You yeah. can. That's awesome. And yeah. it changes up. You're not like stuck in a one, you know, area. You, you can change just them on the fly every month, which is really awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that's what's so great about the service is that you have full control when you go into the website, log in, like what what you get, the types of. Uh, you broke it down in like different things we talked about. You broke it down into there's different genres of sports games. Like yeah. you look at like the, the NBA Jam games. They're yeah. they're, they're not the, the people that are playing NBA Jam no. games probably aren't the people that are yeah. that are playing uh, you know the 2K games or whatever yeah. the NFL sure. 2K. Which yeah. the Dreamcast was really really good at some of those. So then it sure. kind of steps up the game of the sports games because a lot of those 2K games were really great too. And we had to we we're having to add some genres for adding these new consoles. Every console yeah. did genres better, but by adding PlayStation One. You add dance games. You add DDR. Yeah. You add survival horror with the birth of Resident Evil. Evil's 20 years old this month. You added the birth of survival horror and games That's like true. Resident Evil and Ill Bleed and, and Silent Crisis, Hill yeah. and Dino wow, Crisis. Wow, I didn't even think about that. You That's add true. new genres in there, too. And you add light guns, which are totally different. But you add yeah. the time crises of the world and some really That's great true. games they had for, you know, PS1 and uh, well, Dreamcast. It's fascinating that you, you talk about uh, rhythm games, right? What they call yeah, it, like yeah. the like. I P-Mon forgot you had Power Up and the Rapper. Oh my God, that brings ah, me back guy. to the Kid day. Punch, yep. it's all in the mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, and Umjamalami. <laughs> oh, I forgot all about those. That's those good that's games. insane. I remember like, buying that at like. Uh, F- Saturday in FYE or Saturday well, Matinee or something. I remember when I loved I, I was a subscriber to the the official PlayStation magazine where they give you yeah. the disc with That's something we added too just like accessories say you want like a Game Gear or, or something like that we added do you want demo discs and That's so you awesome. get PlayStation Underground or PlayStation That's Magazine cool. or the Dreamcast, That's what do they awesome. call it? The, the you know those kind of different. So you That's can awesome. get those too. Wow! And I'm sure there's some collectors out there that want those. And yeah. Just, you know, you want the uh, the Christmas you know Square Enix demo disc or the Final Fantasy VII demo awesome. disc. Sometimes we we're able to get those from wholesalers separate from the games. So wow. it's like there's some cool. And if you're a completionist, you want to have that kind of stuff. That's awesome. Cause I remember getting those and I was like playing cause that was one of the big things about getting that magazine. Like yeah. not only are you going to get try content, but you're, uh, you're also getting to try demos on sometimes two, three months before the games would come out, yeah. which was almost like you kind of felt like yeah. you were the in- insider yeah. in the industry. Like, Ooh, I'm going to play this demo yeah. only on PlayStation magazine. I you probably play? paid, played the resident evil two demo 
50 times before Absolutely. That game, came out. that game was amazing. But I, we talked about Fire Out of the Rapper. I remember playing that demo over and over again. Yeah. Over. Punch while you're kicking. And oh, I was like, oh, oh my God. Jump, jump in pose. Oh, and I'm like, oh, man. I think so I still remember all the songs <laughs> yeah. in that game. Just because the rhythm <laughs> is. I think I remember. Now you got the fucking flow and now you got to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the snow. <laughs> I always joke with Brandy. Uh, 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 was it the, the you were baking the cake or whatever? It's, it's yeah. you know, crack, I, crack, crack the yeah, egg into yeah, the bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the fla- cheap, cheap, cheap flavor of your soul or something like that. I was just like, oh my god, the, those games are just so much fun. But I, I love, I love that, and I love the fact that you guys, you know, someone like. See, that's the thing is, I think one of the main, and this is a hats off to you. I think one of the main reasons Retro Game Treasure works because you have someone like you that's at the helm that has that appreciation, that love of oh, yeah. all the different games. Because if it's someone else different, then you would be you wouldn't be getting the same idea, the same service, right. you know. I hear about Resident Evil turning twenty, and I remember when I bought bought my PlayStation over the phone mail order from Funko Land. Oh my gosh! And wow. it was like, Mom, want a PlayStation? Can I play the yada yada? No problem. We rented it like two times from Blockbuster, along with like Tekken and a couple other games. And the guy on the phone, you know, he's like, "What other games will he like?" And it's like, well, "We gotta get Tekken. We really like that. And we gotta get you know this. Try this." And and he was like, "What other games?" And he tells my mom about Resident Evil. He's like, <laughs> "Oh, it's scary." And when the dogs jump through oh, the window, geez. the beginning, and she doesn't tell me any of this. Yeah. And so I'm like, "Okay, that sounds cool. I like scary movies a lot." And I yeah. get it. And I'm like, "Mom, I need a memory." Card. Hard. I can't save my game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was 20 years ago now. Yeah, I mean, that's insane. That's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. Deuce, we're going to take a small break, and we'll be right back with the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Josh Bauer, a.k.a. JB Designs. If you haven't seen his work, he does amazing stuff. He does comic book art, video game characters, movie art. It's awesome. It's even hanging right now in our happy hour with Johnny and Deuce Studios. You're definitely going to want to check it out. Head to www.joshbauerartist.com and that's www.joshbauerartist.com and you can find him on all his social media outlets including Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. And make sure to follow his event page and catch him at upcoming events like Space Coast Nerd Fest, April 16th and 17th. He's going to be a guest artist. Also, free comic book day, May 7th at Smash Comics. MegaCon 2016 from May 26th to the 29th, where he'll even have a booth in the vendors area. Also, you can find his online store at jbdesigns.storeenvy.com. That's J-B-D-E-Z-I-G-N-S.storeenvy.com. Com. You can find his original paintings, prints, posters, and mini prints. And Deuce, there's a special promo code for our Happy Hour listeners. If you'll put in the promo code Deuces on the Loose, and that is spelled D-U-C-E-I-S-O-N-T-H-E-L-O-O-S-E, you'll get 25% off prints, posters, and mini prints. And if you see him on one of the upcoming events, tell him you're a Happy Hour podcast listener to receive something special. And don't forget to see our Boy and our friend Josh Bauer of JB Designs, and don't forget to tell them that the Happy, happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Hey, Happy Hour listeners, we got some great news for you. Deuce is going to be on the loose on Saturday, April 9th at the Geek Easy at 6 p.m. And then starting at 7.30, you're going to have a live concert from the Library Bards that you don't want to miss, and then following right after at 9 o'clock is going to be the world-famous Geek Easy cosplay karaoke so you don't want to miss it and you definitely want to tell them that the happy Happy hour with johnny and deuce sent you
And we're back with the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. Of course, we have our third member, Brandy Walmack. What up? And my main man, Deuce. What's going on, brother? <laughs> and I know I'm switching it up this episode. Usually it's the reverse. But Brandy's always like, you forgot about me. I'm like, nope, not this time. I'm going to mention you first. Uh, and then, of course, we have the amazing... Somebody's m- going for the brownie points. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good call. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, we have, uh, you just heard, uh, the amazing Megabuck Buck from retrogametreasure.com it's a monthly subscription service that sends you custom tailored retro video game boxes right to your door depending on what uh, what consoles you own and as we mentioned earlier you, now we have the option to get Sega Dreamcast Sega CD and Playstation 1 because Buck I love PlayStation 1 games, and I think PlayStation 1, we talked about how the Sega CD was kind of like a litmus test of how it's going to work for c- CD-based games, but I think PlayStation 1 nailed it once oh it came gosh, out, because yeah. it was just it's so... That's what oh, Brandy really got into uh, PlayStation 1 games. games of, mm, mm, yeah. mm, was that many games? Yeah. 1,500? Wow, I didn't realize there was that many, because I know there was 700 SNES games, and it kind of grew depending on how well the, the system did, but I didn't realize there was that many. I know there's a lot, but <laughs> that's a lot games i mean and that thing what i love that playstation one did was because you look at the 64 as being kind of like the the father of the 3d platformer the three you know mario 64 it wasn't the first one but it was the first one a console that you got to see 3d in a, a character in a realized 3d space which is mind-blowing even today i think it still holds up really well mario 64 yep. but i think playstation one is the system that really nailed it because you you look at like spyro the dragon crash bandicoot yep. like oh no she yeah. can bring in it yep. is a huge uh, naughty dog fan like the original yep. those games like she loved the crash games and and I feel like that kind of like changed the face because you looked. I love the PlayStation One when they had like sports games. I remember playing well, I, NBA I mean, Live and all that. I liked. I mean, I played Jet Moto. I played. Yeah, Shooter, those were I great. Played, uh, Twisted, Twisted Metal. Metal. Oh my yeah. God, Twisted Metal Two. Yeah, How many? Played many? a crap load of Twisted Metal. Twisted the last Metal Two. Playtesting. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I like, love it. Twisted me Metal me was and so my, good. My brother, Siphon we Dibs on Mr. Slam. <laughs> no, I, me and my brother, we teamed up um, on Twisted Metal 2, and I was always Twister. You know, the one with the tornado special? Yeah, the, the little F1 racer yeah. car, right? And that did the yep. tornado. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. that was. I was always that one. We'd always I was always uh, the Mr. Grimm or whatever his name yeah, was. The yeah, the Grim Reaper on the motorcycle. Yeah, yeah he was mm-hmm. awesome. I loved him. Cool. That, that had, like, a lot of flair and flavor to it. And it's Thanks, funny, like David Jaffe. <laughs> I know, right? Well, I like playing 4, too, because then I had uh, uh, Rob Zombie in it. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I love I love one 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 of the reasons why I love the Twisted Metal games was it was a great idea of it was the first real game you're like the first two are the best though. Yeah, well the first two are amazing, sure. but it was also saying, you know, Nintendo's not I the can still hear that clown laugh in my <laughs> mind. That, yeah, yeah sweet, I can hear it too. Tooth. Yeah, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. When you shoot the flaming head at Calypso, you. Calypso, he turned out to be a freaking wackadoodle. Yeah, well that's another thing it was like like Nintendo was pretty much if we thought of Nintendo, you thought of couch co-op. You're like, all right, Nintendo does a great job at couch co-op. But now you're like, PlayStation was like, hey, no, we can do this too. I mean, I don't know how many hundreds of hours I dropped into uh, Twisted Metal. Yeah. I mean, Aww. just my friend's split screen. Like, that was a thing. You they know? wanted a nice mixture because when it launched, it was like we were talking about before with Sega CD. Yeah. They knew they had the full motion video. They could do it. They had that unlocked. The, the N64 had open worlds, but when it came down to actual storage space, they got, you know, 30 megs on that thing. Resident Evil 2 was a big undertaking. If you hold a regular N64 cart and a copy of Resident Evil 2 for the N64, it weighs like triple what the others do because of the amount of space they're trying to get on there. And a disc holds like 700 megs. So it was holding like 10 or 20 times the amount of space. That's why the N64 couldn't do all the full motion video. And at the time, that was the shit. That was the jam. And and that was the thing. is like Deuce and I, we talked about wrestling games earlier. Like you always had... And now, obviously, No Mercy is an exception because that's the best wrestling game ever made. But, but 
when it came to oh like my. comparisons, when it came to comparisons to the the PlayStation One from a technical aspect, always out, you know, did the sixty four version yeah. because it you, wasn't about wrestling that. games. It wasn't. About oh, absolutely, from a technical standpoint, because oh yeah, sat full I'm motion video. Side <laughs> eye, sir. No, not All better right. games. I'm talking about technical aspect. Johnny's a fan of loading with. times. Yeah. No, no, but but from from no, no, I'm not talking about loading. I'm talking about like you got full motion soundtracks, right. full motion video yeah, Titan entrances that you never really got. Because remember, you know, no, no mercy, you got no, a two no, second no, no. like you got agree, like WWF Warzone was like revolutionary when it came out. For the PlayStation One, I remember waiting in line for that because they recorded like Steve Austin all their voices that yeah. you couldn't really get in the 64 version because right. it wouldn't hold they didn't it. Have room, and like, the compression wasn't good enough yet. Exactly, but it was really cool from a tech aspect. You're like, oh my god, I'm getting the full soundtrack DX. I'm hearing the full theme song yeah. from the beginning to end. I'm walking into Ladies the ladies and like, gentlemen, boys and girls, children, children of all. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that's like, awesome. I, I will oh give him that. But from a technical I, aspect, that they were awesome. How they were changing the face of wrestling games forever. Right. Like well. that blew me away. And obviously. You and I, I'm not. That's I said your no, opinion. I said no mercy. I like the '64 games better, and even not even the no mercy. Chat. I'm talking like <laughs> the WCW NWO. I'm talking the uh, WrestleMania 2000. Like their guy. games, they played really well. Like the yeah. controller, even though I wasn't the biggest fan of the Boomerang controller, yeah. like the controls on them were great. But the controls on the PlayStation were so hard. You had to do all these complicated things to do. A that was only that was on Warzone yeah. though. The other ones improved on upon it, especially the SmackDown series where you just had L L one or L two would do your special. But yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. changed it later yeah. on. But I'm talking about like from a tech aspect, it, it revolutionized oh. wrestling games forever. The PlayStation versions because it was like, all right, this is what you can do. You can come in and then and then right. the industry started saying, hey, we can motion capture people. Right. Like you look with Uncharted. I mean, with Naughty Dog with yeah. the Uncharted series is mind blowing. Became work. the create a character, you know. And yeah. the funny thing about That's it is to, oh to bring up something really great though. You know, we carry imports, which is a cool oh, thing that we like do. super like Famicom and all that super stuff. Super Famicom and yeah. Famicom and those kind of things too. Because I studied Japanese in college, and now I finally get to put it to good use. That's awesome. Well, what? And so, have, have either of you guys ever played like the Fire Pro Wrestling series? No. Any of those? Everybody says Wait, those are like one of the. You best guys are wrestling fans, at. and you've never played. I have a present for you next month. Oh, yay. <laughs> they made yeah. about eight or ten of these. Yeah. They made a couple for the GBA, too. Oh, America, really? I don't know how I missed they those. They made the Fire Pro Wrestling s series in Japan, and a lot of them, I mean, they, they they made them for a lot of years through, like, PS2, I think. But on the, they made on them the on PS2. Super Famicom, on the Super Nintendo, they made these. And in Japan, you know, they didn't always necessarily license everything. Their laws are a little bit yeah. different than over here kind of thing, you know. And so in some of them, it was just through character creator. But then in some of the further ones, they just got really crazy because it's like, here's this guy, no-name wrestler, with his bright pink um, elbow pads. And when he jumps off the top buckle, he just happens to throw his elbow out on top <laughs> of the guy. Like, they remade Hulk Hogan and Macho Man. Yeah. And nobody's going to say the, anything. The thing is, though, is yeah. like it was if you're a wrestling fan, it was so cool and technical and detailed. And if you're like me and you're a Sprites fan, like you like like oh, yeah. RPGs oh, yeah. and Sprites, Absolutely. you're like, you got Sprites in my wrestling. And it's good. Right. It's not like pro wrestling or WrestleMania, which is neat. But this yeah. is like cool wrestling game. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll, yeah, you got to check them out. Oh, absolutely. I don't know how I miss those. Yeah, I definitely want to check those out. Fire Pro Wrestling. I've heard of them, but I've never played them. Oh, wow. I've never played them. That was a big deal about the one on PS2 because I remember like one of the first games that came out because there was SmackDown, Know Your Role, and then like Fire Pro Wrestling came out not that long after. But the one on PS2, you can make like WCW wrestlers. You can make WWE wrestlers. You can make like pretty much every wrestler you could think of. And a lot of wrestlers they had in there because they're like, 
oh, this is from Japan. Yeah. And like you said, they don't have the copyright laws like yeah. we have. So, yeah. like, they could get away with putting, you know, Bam Bam Bigelow or, you know, some sort of WCW character on the game. And they're like, well, they're not going to sue us. We're out of Japan. So, But they got so good at the Super Nintendo at the end of the lifespan, especially in Japan, that you're playing the Super Nintendo game and you're like, how is there 120 wrestlers in this game? Yeah. Uh, uh, what? Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, and the WWF <laughs> one has like eight. Right. Yeah. And there's only a handful of like actual Japanese wrestlers, and the rest are all like WWF and WCW like knockoffs. Yeah. yeah. And it was just it was every every one of them was like a dream match kind of thing. The ones for PS2 would have probably been like the eighth or tenth version they'd been oh, wow. for so long. Because I remember that was like one of the last games we ever got when I was working in the industry yep. was like a Fire Pro Wrestling. It was like one of the last games we got for PS2, and it was. I can't even remember what number they were on, but yep. everybody's like, and back then it was the time when TNA had finally shown up. Yep. So you had TNA, WCW, and yeah. WWE wrestlers all in one game. Another good reason to get a Retron Five because you can play import Nintendo and Super Nintendo games. Well, they they have a way. Some of them have a way to emulate them, right? Or not emulate them, uh, translate them. Because I'm. They have they have yeah there patches are, or something you can put you can like on uh, flashcards. You yeah. can put like little fan translations sure. of like uh, RPGs and such too. Because that's one of the selections we have. If you don't put down imports, you know that's okay. But keep in mind too, if if you have imports but you have like action and racing games and stuff, you don't really you need it. You can play Super Mario Kart for the Super Famicom just as well yeah. as you can play it for the Super Nintendo. Sure. And that's why that's like, a good I point. Keep screaming, I'm hoping you know, and I'm gonna butcher the name Hyperion. Hyperkin. 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 That's yeah. why I keep saying I'm hoping Hyperkin comes on board because, yeah. like, one of the games that's on my bucket list I want is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. But I know the cart for that, for the Super Nintendo, what's that at now, like, fuck? The cart itself, I think it goes for around, like, I want to say 60 Yeah, and that's just yeah. a cart. But yeah. it's like if we got it from a Japanese Super Famicom, yeah. we could get it for, what, maybe 40 We've put them in boxes before. Yeah, actually. so, like, we could get one of those, and we could play it on the Retron because, yeah. think about it, with the Turtles game, do you really need to see all the... Well, you know, there's the, not really a story, so... Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, not I mean, really. that's a great way, and it's a great way for also members of... RetroGameTreasure.com, Retro yep. To be able to get games that they normally couldn't afford because mm -hmm. it's like, if it's just a beat-em-up, you don't really It's a nice mixture those. of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we sent sure. out like Final Fight 2s. That's oh, that's awesome. That's 50 bucks to buy a U.S. copy. You can't play a beat-em-up just because it's in Japanese. Right. Of course yeah. you can, you know? Yeah. But there's a mixture of all those kind of games. Plus, there's really cool games that we never got. Right. Like, if, like anime is one of our sub-genres. So if, you, if you've if you ever seen, like, Crayon oh Shin-Chan, you can play, like, you know, Shin-Chan <laughs> platformer. They made two or three of those for the Super Nintendo, and I'm they're, a, they're really cool. Well, I'm a big Dragon Ball Z fan, and there's yeah. so many... Dra oh, they my God. a lot of those out, the, the, all the, the Dragon... They made... Two or three of the, I think they made three of the fighting games for the Super Nintendo and two RPG games. Yeah, for I know. I, I I saw that. I'm like, oh my gosh, those are so cool. Yeah, those are awesome. Let me ask this just so I understand. So if I get a Super Famicom game, of course it's not going to play in my regular Super Nintendo. No, I'm going to have to have a Retron Five or something like that. Imports are funny like that. So yes and no. Um, for a Super Nintendo. You'll want you'll want to have a Japanese Super Nintendo or a Retron Five, right? But with any of those three consoles, three consoles being because the three biggest ones we carry imports for NES, Super Nintendo, and N sixty four, right? It comes down to like the pins or the shape of the cart. Like if you have an N sixty four, and you don't mind, like I did this to a test one so we could test them, and you don't mind taking a Dremel to it just for a minute. There's two silly little plastic bits inside. You're outside of the pins. They're just sitting in the corner, and they're just stopping you from putting the cartridge in all the way. Oh, wow. Okay. And so, Or you can take one of your U.S. ones, 
unscrew the back and put a US back on it and then it'll fit. Oh wow. And so with the, the Super Nintendo ones are a different shape. The NES ones are a slightly the Famicom ones are a slightly different shape and the pin numbers are slightly different. You need right. a converter. But both of the, the the latter there, the NES and the Super Nintendo, will play in a Retron five. No, I wanna no, you see it's ugh. Now, when it comes to Super Nintendo, I noticed two Super Nintendos changed. Like, they, when they first started out, they had the little lip in the middle of the console. Like, for example, Brandy, take out Secret of Mana real quick out of my Super Nintendo. Just hit hit the button down so I can explain to Buck. Yeah. See, I had the, uh, this one doesn't have it, but some, some of the first editions had, like, just a little tiny lip. Yeah, and like it, an oval and this is yeah. more flush, like, more. And that changed. You got that, a bunch behind you. There, yeah, dude. but does that represent the year that it came out, or do they just, all of a sudden, just depending on the manufacturer? I think it was mostly an aesthetic thing on those as well, too. There's probably a story behind it that I don't even know, but I know some of the same engineers that designed, like, the... Um, NES we're repro. The guy that designed the NES toaster, and then the engineers that designed like the NES reproduction. Same guys designed the Super Nintendo and the the Super Nintendo redesign. I know what you mean. It has like that little oval instead of the whole ridge. Yeah, I bet I have some games that do that. I just oh, I yeah. can't remember off the top of my head. But a lot of the earlier Nintendo games. If you have a copy of like a Gyromite or a Bike or some of the early ones, they had those games ready in Japan, right? And they can burn ah, different ROMs. For example, a ri earlier game that I have, actually one of my first games, uh, yeah. uh, Street Fighter Two. This is this is I guess this is how you can represent this is the first could be pr the size production. Of the chip. Could it be? Could have been that they realized they could. Save it's some interesting, on but it. I just think that's yeah. these are older. Early these are one of the first yeah, launches true. for Super Nintendo, yeah, so uh, maybe it's the older the games. Chips are smaller in the older games, and what I was alluding to too is on the huh. NES. The, the, we have those big, tall carts, right? Right, yeah. So the reason why our carts were... If you've ever seen a Japanese Nintendo game, they're half that size. When we hmm. first got the NES, a lot of the earlier games, like uh, some of the Mario Brothers and Gyromites and, and Sightbike, if you ever feel like opening those up, especially the five-screw ones, they call them, sure. a lot of those, if you open them up, there's a converter inside there. There's a Japanese, car, a Japanese chip with just English you know, ROMs, let's call it, on sure. there. And then a converter from Famicom to Nintendo inside that and was part of the reason why our games had to be so much taller. It ended up working out in the long run that once the games got more – because if you open up ones just after that, the games are like this tall. They're like wow, an inch or two okay. tall. I've never seen pictures of that but actually. But later on, games like Metroid and Zelda, the chips ended up being much bigger and taking up that whole cart. Because if you were in Japan and you uh, own a Nintendo, guess what? what? You can't go out and buy Zelda, Legend of Zelda, or Metroid without buying a Famicom disk system. Wow! You had to buy an add-on. Oh, in Japan that's right. Because wow. I, I remember there, there is a there is a version of the uh, it's, it's, um, there's a Japanese version of uh, the original. Uh, Legend of Zelda, they remade it. That's the only version they had. The, yeah. the, Matt, Sam, the disc system. This version, yeah. That they was didn't it. Get a yep. cart release like we that's did. That's right. I remember that. I remember reading about that. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's fascinating that's to pretty see. Cool stuff. Yeah. So it kind of affected the way they engineered our carts that's out of necessity to begin sure. with. Sure. To get the production ramped up, you know, they put in the converters to make it easier. It's but. just, it's for me, I love that stuff. And yeah, I, I don't, I'm not, I obviously, I don't consider myself a historian, <laughs> but like, I. I definitely have done my research on things, and I, I always love learning new things. There's and, a guy uh, on YouTube called The Gaming Historian. Oh, okay. He is really – Norman Crusoe. He is a really cool guy, and that's – through Patreon, he's able to made it, make it his full-time job. That's awesome. Where you can watch a great episode about the Power Glove, and he <laughs> treats it like he's – talking about World War II. Like, it's <laughs> not like these other guys where they're just like, well, this and 
maybe they just did it for this reason. It's like he will just he will research it to death until he finds out. Dig into the history. Yes. I love it. That, it I, I love that stuff. I love his I'm series. Fascinated that he did. Yeah, check it that. out. His series. Well, because behind the before we started recording, we were talking about my Super Nintendo has the yellowed version of the bottom and, the and bottom half of the plastic. The bottom yep, half. Yep. Yeah, and I and you're right. I do know people that have their that have some that don't have the right. yellowed or bottom. Or completely yellowed. Or completely yeah. yellowed. That's true. Yeah, and it could depend on a lot of factors, but you said that, you know, a lot of times they use different parts from different factories and whatnot. Yeah. Or, so how, that, or where it was where did where, you live in the country? Mm-hmm. That's what true. Was the they different like, centers. I've lived there. in Florida ever since I owned any of those consoles and, and my Super Nintendo didn't yellow, so maybe But mine helps I got it. but mine I got in Louisiana. So See, I ninety two when I got mine. There's all I, kinds of neat stories, and there's some method with like uh, Arm and Hammer or something that you can get the color back on it. I think I so kind of like it. Just, just for cares? <laughs> as long as it plays. Does, hard. It, does it, it work? But you know what's funny though? I, I love I love how I love how like different things have like for example, my original controllers n- didn't work for it after after a while they stopped yeah. working, and so like but if I go back to you know some of the other stuff like my PlayStation One, knock on wood. I've never had an issue with it. it. It works like a champ. My original I have, Sega CD is the one we used to test. Yeah, on. It, but sometimes you, you, you you like flip a coin. And sometimes you get lucky and something goes out. Sometimes it doesn't. Toaster so NESs are the worst defender. They just weren't engineered because they did it. They did a the top loading ones. The, the no, one the in the middle where it opened awesome. up. Yeah. Where it opened Toaster up. Toaster is the original the, with yeah. the little flap. Yeah. With the flap, yeah. And then they did the second gen with the to, uh, top loader. Every time I I talk about getting one, everybody's like. Yeah, if you buy it from us, we'll throw in the whatever seventy-two pin, pin system. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of people don't buy that. That the seventy-two pin connectors don't go bad; they just get bent or they just get dirty, or your yeah. games are dirty. That's funny because look, we we all blew in our Nintendo games. When yeah, we every- the and the heart. Same thing. We have collectors and buyers from all spectrums of it, and some of the hardcore people will slap you in the face if you tell them you blew in it because they're like, you know, you're spitting in that. Yeah, spit corrodes those pins over well how old are the games now 30 years uh-huh. like, oh wow. man basic mm-hmm. science says you are correct <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then you were spitting in it and then you were putting it in the console and it's like well then maybe you do need a new pin connector but the fact that, <laughs> the fact that the original design was to put that in and then smosh it down yeah. to make a connect and then the lockout chips if they have a weak connection that was its way of saying maybe this is a bootleg, and then even if it was going to connect, the lockout chip says mm, no, and you can go in into the guts and disable those too. That's yeah. fascinating. They're just the least reliable, unfortunately. I love I love my toaster, but I've had my top loader since it came out, and it still works like a gem. Yeah, yeah, top loader is. Oh, I think th- the those are awesome. Of course, they're over a hundred bucks now to buy yeah. one. Sure. Yeah, but that also I think that's why Retron has such a good market because mm-hmm. you know. You get a system like that. It's got the HDMI out if you get the Retron yeah. 5, which, which is, is really nice because, uh, prime example, when we bought all of our retro systems, we had to buy an up converter. Yeah. That son of a bitch was $75. Yeah. So it's like, well, if we get it, the up converter's already in it, and we can top load everything. Mm-hmm. It's got better con- pin connectors. Also, like you're saying, we can put these yeah. flash cards in them. So, you know, knock on wood, I finally get off my bucket list. Turtles in time, but I get a, you know, a Super Famicom one. We can put a chip in there that'll make it read it, so then we can, you know, actually read it in English. I mean, there's a lot, a lot that they do with their systems, which make them really, really great and really good thing for retro gamers because you don't need these original systems to make them work. No, you can not get, everybody. Yeah. yeah, you can get a Retron Five. Yeah. Spend a lot. Trust me, hundred fifty dollars is a lot less than we spent buying all of our systems. Yeah, if Let you're just you. if you're just in it for the love of playing the games, yep. then it's a great way to go. Doesn't matter. Those are Absolutely. our best subscribers too. Yeah. The people that really just want to collect 
the games because yeah. the play. like we said before, it's not a lottery. We don't we just we don't put Earth Bounce in here. The idea right. is to help you grow the collection on a budget, and they're perfect right. for that. Exactly. The Retron has basically a built-in Super Game Boy and Game Boy Advance player because it yep. plays mm-hmm. the handhelds in it too. Absolutely. I mean, it's just it's killer. So we love it for that too. We use it for a lot of testing and whatnot, and I always have have mine set up for sure. And they even have other versions too, like the Retron two and three. While they might not have the upresing, you can get a Retron two that plays Nintendo and Super Nintendo games for like. 30 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, and at that price point, it's so easy for people to get in. Like, hey, let me get this. If I really enjoy it, if I play it a lot, then... I'll invest the money, spend the hundred fifty bucks, yeah. and get the, the becomes the a collectible model. thing at that point. Yeah. And, then, mm-hmm. and then you get people like me that is like a mixture of both. Where yeah, if there's certain things like, ooh, I need to have that lunar in a box complete. I need to have that in my collection. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and like, it, or if you're like, you know what, I just want to play. Final Fantasy Tactics, and I, and I can only get the uh, greatest hits version. Then I'm gonna play you're it. You're welcome. So yes, uh, which also yeah. speaking of the you're welcome train, we need to thank Brandy on air. Absolutely, for everything for sure. she's done. She set up the TV. She set nice. up. She built I all these. Built shelves. All she built the bookshelves shit. and then all this stuff. It. She literally because trust me, the the happy hour with Johnny Do Studio version 1.0 was kind of <laughs> shitty. So <laughs> now that we're version 2.0, it's like yes, the sponsor wants to come. Got come on. Let's do it, because <laughs> yep. yep. I feel comfortable bringing we get a sponsor that, in here. We get that. Uh, we get people come in and go, like, "Oh, cool! What like, games you, you know got? what you're doing?" Yeah. And, yeah. and then they come, yeah. they see all the systems, and they look. And we got our mini shelves. fridge, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, cool! Yeah. All right, you know." So yeah. it's thank a work you, in progress. Thank you, Uncle Sam, for the tax return. Yes, hey, there you, go, you know <laughs> that's our big push right now. Hey, let Uncle Sam buy you some retro games. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that almost be, uh, uh, come January first, that almost be like your sale, like an Uncle Sam sale. Like yep, you want to buy right six now. months in advance, yeah. and yep. we'll cut a couple dollars. You off, always get you know? a deal if you buy more well, months in advance. Yeah. It's, it's, it's awesome. a combination of Uncle Sam and like hitting the sales at the right time. Because like I got yeah. like I got both of these uh, media towers for thirty bucks. Cool. Yep. I got this for like fifty bucks. Cool. Yep. Yeah, fits all of them too, which is pretty good. Well, speaking yeah. of saving money in Uncle Sam, we cannot have this episode without saying if you go to retrogametreasure.com and you put in the promo mm-hmm. code Happy Hour, you get two dollars off your definitely. initial order. Mm-hmm. So yes. you definitely want to go and do that and check them out and, and do get it that. now. Yeah, great excuse yeah. to try it for your first month, right? Yeah, yeah right. Check exactly. It out. And mm-hmm. especially because there's a lot of people I, that I've talked to me personally and been like, "Man, I'm on the fence," you know, and I'm like. Dude, look at our Instagram. Look yeah. at the games we're getting. We're yeah. not mm-hmm. getting garbage. Yeah, that's we're awesome. We wouldn't be able to stay in business yeah. if we did the, the that. One, yeah. Dude, the one, the one box alone blew me away. Like, just, just recently, you had a Mortal Kombat trilogy in yeah. there. And, like, I was like, wow, that's really, really yeah. neat. And so you got diversity in there, too, which is awesome. Because you're like, hey, uh, BioFreaks. Uh, you like fighting games? If, I bet you haven't yeah. played this one, and you throw it in there, and you get like this awesome, like little hidden gems. You're like, "Well, that's yeah. really neat." You know, and you get explore really cool and is like we said from the beginning. These are handcrafted boxes. Like Buck put us, we got Raw for the Sega Genesis. Yep. We got WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania for, Nintendo. for Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Nintendo. Awesome. yeah. yeah. So he's yeah. like, "I know you guys like wrestling games. Exactly. Let me throw as many of these as I can in there." But and we got a lot now of that games. the PlayStation yeah. One in there, you can be like, "Hey, here's a, here's here's a WWF Warzone. Throw your way or whatever." WCW Nitro. You'll notice. Not in every box, and usually 
never more than one per box. You didn't get a box of all wrestling games. No, no. no. You didn't get no. a box of all fighting games. Right. No. And part of the way it's set up is exactly like that. It's got to be a mixture. If you say you like all these different genres, you know, if you say you like imports, we're not sending you a box of all imports. Right. You yeah. throw one import game in there maybe every month or maybe every other month. To, sure. Especially if you have the broader of, of a spectrum you give us, the broader of a spectrum of games we can give you. If you say, right. I just like beat-em-ups, I just like RPGs, I just like wrestling games, then you're going to be getting, you know, different Limited, different yeah. games, but in right. the same, you know, subgenres sure. of what you picked. But also, mm -hmm. it's good because if you cast a wider net, you can catch yeah. more fish. Sure. Because you're like, look, if you cast this wide net, instead of giving you three games, I might be able to get you four games. And even it says sometimes you'll be able to squeeze five games oh, in yeah. there because it's like, look, you cast such a wide net, I can get yeah. you this one really high dollar game yeah. and get you a couple that are a little bit lower price, still great games, still you're going to be fun to play, yeah. and you can get more bang for your buck. So yeah. the bigger the net you throw out yeah. there, I think is really the mm -hmm. kicker. And your site online, when you go in and log in as a member, guys, uh, fans of the happy hour, you, if you don't listen to anything we said all night, listen to this. That thing is top-notch. It is stellar because yep. it's got every single User-friendly, easy interface. Oh, yep. Dude, I'm as dumb as a box of rocks, and I can figure it out. <laughs> I'm so computer illiterate, it's terrible. But I figured it out, you and it games, was so yeah. nice yeah. that I could go in there and say, we got this, we got this, we right. got this, and we've never gotten a double. We've nope. never gotten That's anything awesome. we already yep. had. And I thought that was just amazing how easy it was to use and how easy it is for the fans and for subscribers yeah. to get on there and use. It's it's. It's amazing. Well, now, it's amazing and service. especially with all the systems that you have available to you, yeah. I mean, you, you could, like we said earlier, you could be like, you know what? I only want uh, handheld games this month. Yeah. You know, you can do yeah, that. Absolutely. Which is really, really neat. When we first started a, a little over a year ago, you know, and, and it was six months before that doing research, you know, I needed to know as a gamer myself, how do I split this all up? So, especially at the beginning when we didn't have any software, it was Buck's brain. How can I know? Here's what you have, or here's what you like, and here's what, you yeah. know. How can I split this all down? And that's why there's so much minutia to it because there's a good amount of games that just don't fit into the same category. Mm -hmm. Military yeah. is a subgenre, and especially getting into like PS1, if you're like, man, the birth of you know the Call of Duties and Spec Ops and things like that, I love it. Flip the coin. Please never send me a game like that ever. <laughs> Don't check yeah. military. Right. Even if you like shooters. Yeah. That's okay. Because a siphon filter yes. and a you know, a call of duty, two completely exactly. different animals. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, and yep. you've gotta kinda say do you like shooter or do you like military shooter? Because trust me, my br when we talked about modern games, which we'll get into very, very soon, what we're playing right now, um, I'm a huge Call of Duty fan. I love Call of Duty. But I know that's not everybody's cup of tea. Like, sure. I know Madden well, isn't everybody's cup of tea. Yeah, even even something like it, an arcade Sorry. shooter like yeah. Metal Slug, that's different. Even yeah. Metal Slug is a different type of shooter, you know? And then yeah. you got your shmups as well, which yeah. is different. So well, like a run and throw gun. back to right. the NES when you had the uh, POW game mm -hmm. and the Kari Wolf Warriors. game yeah, right. and stuff yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. Like, those were... Like when they Contra, had the arcade cabinet, sure. you actually had a gun and you'd shoot. Right. But then that's when true. they put on the nest, right. you could use a zapper. You could move the little thing right. around to shoot. Right. Like that's completely different than some other shooters they made. So yeah, shooter is a very broad. Like you know, there's yeah. so much underneath yeah. it. Yeah, well, that split up into uh, action adventure, which gives you more like the contras and, sure. and platformers might be in that in there in that some case too. Shooters, shoot 'em ups, and vehicle shooters. So gotcha. you want a difference between like Gradius? An, an, an example yeah, is like break Gradius is a shoot 'em yeah. up. Goldeneye is a shooter. Yeah. Star Fox is, or like a jungle strike is a vehicle, vehicle shooter. shooter. But if you select vehicle shooter and you don't select military, 
Yeah. You're not getting Jungle Strike. Got you. But you'll get Star Fox. It, or if something you, like if that. you have like yeah. sci-fi, then you open it up into things like Vortex and yeah. and and Star Fox and some of those as well mm-hmm. too. And depending on the consoles you have selected, even like some Star Fox 64s and some of those as well. In the survey, when you tell us what kind of collector you are, we have it broken down in parentheses for you to let you know. There's three different levels. Do you mm-hmm. care more about getting more games to play or less games with slightly higher collectible value and you know perfect labels or whatever the case right. might be? But it doesn't mean because you're getting more games, you're getting less value in the box. Right. It means that one game is maybe worth 20 bucks or more and the other two are maybe lesser ones, whereas right. in a five-game box, you're getting five games that are all only worth like six or seven bucks. Right. You add them both up, the, you know, apples to apples, the totals right, exactly. the same. But the, the quality's still sure. there. I'm just it, sitting here like, just send me puzzle platformers. I'll be exactly. good. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, we put those boxes together, and I'm looking at this, and I'm going, oh, that box sucks. And my wife's like, that's awesome. I love anticipation, you know, or Mickey's puzzle Tetris for the NC, the magical Tetris for N64, which is a pretty cool puzzle game. Yeah. Which, but, wink, wink, that would be one for her, an original Tetris. Wink, wink, yeah, if you want to make the third <laughs> member happy. Dude, she, she she's a love, pro Tetris she, player. Tetris like, like, wherever we had Tetris so, yeah. when it first when, came out for the DS. Every time we go yeah. to, uh, like... Yeah, because me and her, every once in a while, like barcades and stuff. Yeah, a player one, where yep. we leave Johnny home. And she comes and... I got a player one and I rule. Yeah, she rules at Tetris. She sets a higher score on it. I rule drinking it. beer and she rules at drive me back yeah. home. So <laughs> it's, a really, it's a really good win yeah. for everybody. My yeah, wife would play a super puzzle fighter with me in college. Yeah. Oh yeah, my gosh. You know, yeah. Get that on the, the Game Boy Advance and now now the PS1 too. It'll That's true. As well that's too. awesome. Didn't. And you like Dr. Mario, stuff like that. Like she oh, loves yeah. those type so of like... Yeah. But that's the yeah. diversity Not of it too. Not as good at Dr. Mario. Yeah, well it's a little bit different with the colors and stuff, but... But uh, same same idea of moving shapes. But that's yes. the diversity yeah. of it too. It's exactly. like if we all had the same tastes, then they wouldn't. It's have true. Made it really is. You know, if, if it, that's something they're really mentioned because like we we mentioned something like I I consider my I gravitate towards platformers and oh, RPGs, RPGs and Brandy gravitates towards like puzzle platformers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Deuce loves like the, action adventure, action adventure yeah. shooters. Yeah, and games, everyone in this like, room yeah. is a little bit different. So everyone has things that they love. Out of the four of us, yeah, you've got four different tastes, four different yeah. ways that. Although, but Buck and I are very similar. Yeah. (laughs) As we talked about. I'm not going to lie. I'm worried it's going to become the happy hour of Buck and and Johnny. (laughs) Johnny and Buck. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm really scared. Like, I'm afraid next week there's going to be a big piece of duct tape over Deuce and it just says Buck. So it'll be like the happy hour of Johnny and Buck. And I'm like, oh, I see how it is now. I I see how it is. Oh, Oh, the tables have turned. Deucey Deuce. Oh, snap. Uh, But yeah, that's, I mean, if, if you guys listen, I'm like, that's what's so cool about you know why we got with buck is because like we really believe in this because like this is it's it's so different than any other like you said well, before any other service approval on a sponsor exactly. unless we kind of do the research and exactly. we did the research we did the homework and we're like look i'm seeing the boxes people are taking home these are well, better than any other box service video game well, so so, well even yeah. just any box service in general because you mentioned earlier buck or in another episode or something about how you, you get like a loot crate and you're like oh that's just going to go in the drawer you know what i mean like you yeah, don't know yeah. initially which is cool for any of these kind of right. surprise subscription services but how many of those things got well that's that's what i've seen a lot of times like somebody because we've got several friends that have loot crate and all mm-hmm. that and there's yep. like one thing that they're super oh, stoked yeah. about getting, and, they just, and then the rest of it is like, do you want this? They it's give all, it away. It's yeah. all the hype engine now because uh-huh. now it's like you get this exclusive item. 
Loot Crate has half a million subscribers. How exclusive oh. is it? Yeah. How exclusive is <laughs> it? Yeah. 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 And the funny thing with like the Loot Crates and all those, to me, it seems like, and, and I can only say for, for my friends I know on Facebook and Twitter and things like that and in real life, um, they're really excited about the t-shirts, like the stuff they yep. wear, the hats, the t-shirts. Cool. They're like totally cool with that. Everything else goes into like the yard sale pile. And yep. they're like, okay, next time we have a yard sale, we're putting all this junk on a table yep. for like a dollar or whatever yeah, you lots want. Lots of people yeah. do yeah. retrospectives after like yeah. six months or a year. And so we've only been around a year. So, and we had one of our longtime subscribers do a nine month retrospective. It was cool to see because it's what I learned in researching before we started is what he realized and a lot of people realized and saw oh, that, you know, that tipped the scales for me to want to do it is you saw that at the end of it, you had a bunch of cool games to display. You had a bunch of cool games to play along the way. Hopefully yeah. some that you'd never even heard of and didn't even know that you would like. Mm-hmm. And retro games are appreciating in value. Well, they are. They're, there's definitely yeah. like an, an, yeah. there's definitely a market for it. And Absolutely. the thing is, is even, God forbid, you got a game you didn't like. I think that there's enough of an open market out yeah. there well, that you can Or trade bait or, or yeah, whatever exactly. else. It also, like, yeah. look, look what happens too. As a gamer, and especially if you're a collector, you got to look at history. you got to look at news. Because like, look what happened when uh, Iwata passed away. All the Earthbounds yeah. and the Pokemons oh, and yeah. Kirbys and all these, all oh, these games went up. That way, but, are, but they even went up even hey, higher. I've got so. some copies of Othello. That was the first NES. Oh my god, I played that actually. Yeah, it's with the little <laughs> chips or whatever, right? It's that, that, yeah, the board yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first game that he programmed that for the NES. I'm getting it was. Tipsy right now, like I Are you really? Yeah. I haven't really had much to eat yet tonight. Oh, okay. So I'm just like, that wine's it's me getting happy again. hour. Ooh. So, for folks at home, like we said, retrogametreasure.com. Go in there and tell them happy hour, Johnny and Deucey. And also, the happy hour listeners get the promo code to save $2 off your box. Happy hour. Def- definitely check that out. We'll have that in the description as well, and go to the link because they have an amazing service. Buck, we want to thank you for joining us. Yeah, I mean, guys, again, I mean, you're awesome. A shot is the biggest thing. There's no contracts, right? Yeah. You try it for it's a month. It's month to month, which I yeah. like. Like you can just sign up for yeah. one month, yeah. cancel your time. your card the yeah. one time, and, and if then you you're like done. it, yeah. you can sign up for multiple months and you can save money then too. Yeah. It's just like yeah. look, the the idea is Neat. so that people like it. There's the the biggest thing is educating a lot of folks. Oh, sure. I rent them and I send them back. No, they're yours no. to keep. keep. Yep. Oh, this is a scam, right? They're all gonna they're gonna send me nothing but you know jeopardies oh. for the <laughs> Nintendo, and it's like, oh god. But you know what? It's like my one one. My wife loves. Those kinds of games, yeah. Yeah. but Damn, <laughs> strategy games, hey. which includes board games, that's a category. So if sure. you don't want that, don't, don't select. Yeah. Just deselect that box and don't have it on there because you're sure. gonna get the stuff that you want. Because idea is, you know, uh, just because you make a good hamburger, you shouldn't open a restaurant, right? It's like just because I'm a gamer doesn't mean I can can do this. Right. Yeah. It gives me the knowledge to get behind it because I'm sure. a business guy too, and I love this stuff. To Absolutely, you could tell by the passion of me in this episode. I mean. Just talking about your history and your games and all the stuff you know about different parts and I'm the Famicoms and all that. It's really I'm neat. Super psyched that you're carrying PS One now because there's some there's some PS One shit from. Oh, back dude, in that's oh, yeah. that's her. That's if she goes back to you know, it's funny how you. That's where my mus- my nostalgia starts oh, hitting because yeah. I I missed out oh, gosh, on yeah. the Super Nintendo. Yep. And NES, that was that's not and that's not a system. She didn't have that that connection. Chance to make it up by getting a mixture. Yeah, I I only had PS One and then. The next game system that I was ever... I right. mean, Johnny had an Xbox, an yeah. original Xbox, yeah. when he and I started dating. And a PlayStation 2. Yeah. But that's the only system that I was ever like, that was yeah. mine. Like, we actually owned a, yeah. a PS1. And that's pretty much all we it's had up though. until yeah. I was yeah, in I my... Re- I remember having her, uh, she was like, oh, I remember Crash Bandicoot. I'm like, yeah. oh, 
Crash Bandicoot. What what oh, an amazing yeah, series. Shit. Especially the second one, Wrath Cortex. Amazing. Oh, yeah, that's the best one. That's the best one. That forget, was so good. Forget the math. Forget forget the, the business aspect. Forget everything else. I only really have one actual test after the end of all that. If I can, if when I boot up the console, I get giddy like a schoolgirl hearing the boot up music, whether it's the like the PlayStation or the Sega CD. And if I go, yeah, we should carry it. You're right. That's awesome. No, I mean, that's. And that's what I'm excited about. Like, I've got my Sega CD now. I missed out on a lot of Sega CD yeah. because of the mm-hmm. time period, yeah. and I didn't have the money. I had yeah. one, and I still only yeah. had, like, eight games yeah. for it. but now yeah. that I know that I can go to your service and I can get more, yeah. and I can play all the games I miss, like the yeah, like, Star Wars games and Like, the I Spider-Man. had some cousins that had Nintendo, but I, I never had a Nintendo for myself. Any Nintendo. I never had any Nintendo at all. Uh, the only thing I ever owned for myself was a PS1 when I was a teenager, and then the next system that I owned was collectively with Johnny because yeah. we were together by then. But there's a lot of people like that that N64 was their first console. Mm-hmm. A lot of millennials that N64 was their first console. Mm-hmm. Some of them, too, though, are just oh. as interested in getting their games back or expanding their collections if they kept right. them. They also go, well, you know what? I've seen how cool a Super Nintendo is. Right. Maybe I'll buy a Retron right. or a Super Nintendo, and I have yep, a real job true. now. Yes. <laughs> Your expendable <laughs> income I'm is I'm not definitely. a poor college student right. anymore. Right. Like that's, I was that's true. Fifteen or ten or two years ago. You yeah. know? Which I think is really funny because this, in my opinion, the Super Nintendo games and the original Nintendo games hold up. Like you mm-hmm. can play those now. Yeah. The N64 ones get a little shaky. They yeah. all play for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the PlayStation ones get a little shaky, but. When you go back to the old school yeah. sprites and you go back to the old school, oh, it's funny because it's our generation, yeah. and yeah. and I'm like you, Johnny, where Super Nintendo and Nintendo, it's it's a tough toss up, but Super Nintendo was probably my absolutely, jam. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, well, my brother was much more N64. Mm-hmm. Uh, since then, I mean, I played a handful of N64. I played a lot of games with him back then too, but I was like in high school by then, yeah, yeah. and girls yeah. a little more than games yeah. too. But there were still a lot of games in there. Sure. So I've kind of gone back, and there's. There's a more a bit better appreciation for that right. console sure. now. Absolutely. Johnny and I were having a conversation the other day. It's like, yeah, you know, us the the four of us in this room, we yeah. are the oldest of the millennial generation. Yeah. We are right. still considered are we still, millennials. Are we considered millennials. We are, are millennials, but we uh, are the I'm oldest. I'm 33. I was born in 82. You and I are the same age. Oh, yeah, we're I'm not. The same con- here. I read a really funny article. It's one year before See, the millennials. We're 85. not millennials. We're like this generation called like the in between. I read this really great article. It's on the, yeah, because mm-hmm. 83 is supposed to be the beginning of the yeah. generation I 80, X. I was 85, so yeah. I'm definitely. So Gen X was 83. Gen, no, before. No, that, no, no. Before it was like late 70s. And millennials doesn't start till mid '80s. So I read this really—I yeah. should send you guys the link. I read this great article that was about like exactly us, like the early '80s babies, because it was like you identify with a lot from this category, you identify with a lot with this category. But we were the. But you're kind of riding the we line. We were the Empire Records hackers, yeah. mall rats, right. like generation yeah. Hell yeah. birth of grunge, like sure. that neither yeah. generation Hell can claim. Yeah. That. You know, <laughs> like, they both kind of claim it, but neither of them get it because we really get to claim it. And yeah. it's because sure. there's only like a three or four year span. It was a great article because yeah. it was like, 
Yeah, that's true. I so don't I completely identify with that, and I don't completely identify. I, I feel right in the middle. There. That's what's so yeah. interesting because, like, you know, the the three of us are all the same age then. Cause yeah, you're, you're all 82s. You, yeah, so it was interesting to kind of. I'm 85. Yeah. <laughs> the very beginning of 85. Yeah. So, 85. but it's interesting to see almost, like where people are because you you mentioned that because like what was your first console because that all, it can determine a lot about what games you like, what, you know where you know where you came from, the background and all that because when I get people saying, oh well, Ocarina. This is what happens. People yeah. go, "What's your favorite Zelda game?" They say Ocarina of Time. Whatever I know their console was exactly. Right. So I go mm-hmm. back and actually, uh, I replayed the original Legend of Zelda. It's not as good as I remember. It's oh, actually really it? hard, really but, hard. But Link to the Past is the shit. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Is I prefer I Link to the Past. Anybody, Link to the Past still holds up. And oh, I it's think amazing. That's why I have such a love for the Super Nintendo because yeah. a lot of those games still hold up. If yeah. you're a Sprite fan, which yeah. I am too, the way it looks, the art looks amazing because yeah. we talk about 64 and there's some games that you're just like oh my god how did that even get made like it looks it looks awful it, it, yeah my brother was born in 90 so he was like the N64 kid but then make the jump and go to like Xenogears on the PS1 yeah. Yeah. and you're like sprites yeah. you know and yeah. that's mm-hmm. a great that's an amazing game yeah. and then the music and everything well, else and also of it's like your your brain plays tricks on you because you yeah. go back and I hadn't played Final Fantasy 7 in years and I went back in there and I'm like oh my god this because because you forget almost like what what version of the game are you playing like, Bec- I love the story of right. Final Fantasy VII. But, but you go back and you're like, and like it's got no hands. Or the original like, Metal Gear. I forget because I go back yeah. and I look at like Twin Snakes, the remake for the GameCube. That's the one I'm thinking of. But that's yeah. not the one. That's not what Metal no. Gear looked like. Metal no. Gear Snake had no mouth. He had no fingers. His head just kind of bobbed yeah. when he talked. Yeah. But it was amazing. And, and it's so funny how your yeah. brain tricks yourself you into thinking think it looked better you, well, you yeah, know, from an aesthetic was, standpoint. Some of it was about the storytelling. It didn't sure. necessarily matter that the graphics were... I mean, they were great for the time. Yeah. But it was about how great was the story. And, like, oh games God. like Metal Gear Solid, that's you like, don't get any better. Oh, my God. That's, that's like movies, too. Think about the Gray special Fox. effects in movies. Yeah. Metal Gear. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same so deal. <laughs> Brother! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> It's like, it's awesome. I just I love to see that because like I remember. I th- for me, I agree with you guys. I I think every every pl- console ha- no console is worthless. I think every console had a a a story to tell. It had some. It, it revolutionized something and in, in innovated something. Because just mm-hmm. like movies, something got better every time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Got better or storytelling well, evolved. You, you you look at the sixty four. The sixty four was a, was quote unquote the first system that had a uh, a dual or not dual but an analog stick. Right. You had it like tried. It had the little buttons. That was kind of like a camera control. Right? Yeah. So I had like mm-hmm. the the little. You know. You look at you look at the 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 weird shaped 64 controller I had like you know when Mario could move you barely touch it never owned a 64 so the first time I saw an, a, a 64 controller I'm like what is this yeah but it but it revolutionized the industry because it, when you remember when you played Mario 64 you could barely tap the stick and oh, Mario yeah. would slowly crawl You're like yep. whoa what is this magic mm-hmm. yeah. this this the sorcery not to and, mention like the 32 way yeah, joystick, yeah, it went all around, and and also you look at the the PlayStation. The PlayStation had the dual analog sticks. First time you had dual analog sticks. Not right out of the gate, though. No, the, no. The oh, PS, I had to, if you go my PS drawer, one, I had. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't have yeah. it. Yeah, it, yeah, that was the thing. Was like when you talk about Metal yeah. Gear, the first time that. I really felt like a game was alive when the doctor or whatever the guy was on, on Metal Gear. Psychomantis. Was it Psychomantis? Oh, yeah, when the controller. I'm yeah. with my mind. Yeah, exactly. I see you like to play Castlevania. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah like the memory cards. Whoa, how's he know? And then they do the video <laughs> thing. He's like video two. We're like, and kids nowadays have no idea. They wouldn't oh, get that reference. That the They're like, what is that? You had to move it to the other see, controller ports. Yeah. So I am just mind. now 
at 31 years old getting good at dual analog controls because I just she never took she never had, had the time it. to really learn it you know what I mean because I went from the original PS1 without the dual analog which in that drawer is Brandy yeah, pull that drawer I open know. real quick that's got it's the, right there it's got the uh, there oh, you yeah. go there, there it is oh, the yeah. originals uh, but, but like, I don't play with those anymore because I'm so used to having but sticks I, you know? I went from that and then like the next system that I really had that devoted to that was like the PS2 was yeah. the next thing that Which I had. Which also but an amazing console. I didn't oh, man. I mean, it was great. Think about but all the games and how long and how many units they sold. I yeah, mean, that survived PS2. for 10 oh, years. Strong 10 yeah. years. The mm-hmm. birth, I mean, the, think about what it did for Grand Theft Auto. I mean, oh, my gosh. The yeah. Grand Theft Auto 3, I mean, that, mm-hmm. that, that yeah. changed the whole franchise. But, I mean, it was a time, London like. on PlayStation 1. <laughs> Like I went through. <laughs> I love both the original Grand Theft Autos. Yeah. They do, but it was three is the one yeah, that oh really. Yeah. They are different yeah. games. They, they are, are completely, completely the top down. Games. The bird's eye view. I remember when the first one came out, playing on a computer, and people were like, "Do you know you can get away with this? You can shoot the cops." And I'm like, "The uh, fuck, you can shoot the cops!" Like, I well, mean, I remember the big ridiculous. deal in, in uh, Grand Theft Auto Three, which they're sitting over there, the three in San Andreas. Like wh- when you look at it, you're like. Oh my gosh! You can go get a like a stripper or whatever, or like <laughs> someone on a hooker on the side of the street, oh, and all of a sudden, lady, lady of the and, the, night. and then it like, <laughs> wouldn't show anything, but the car would shake. You're like, oh my god! What if Our my lady mom walks of in? Ill repute. I had my like my controller on on, on the other video because like, what if my mom walks in and this car is shaking and this girl's <laughs> making noises? I'm like, I'm gonna get in trouble here, you know? Like it was hilarious to see kind of how the industry. You talk about Night Trap before, yeah. like it's how the industry has changed and grown and yeah. evolved, and like you look at games now. Like, what are you guys playing right now? Like, what what do you what, you you play Division? You said as far as like current gen yeah, stuff. Current is, stuff. I'm, I'm a much bigger PC gamer. Yeah, like Steam but, and stuff. Uh, pretty much because of Steam, because there's so many old school. Like, I play newer games like Division. I'm definitely playing that sure. a lot right now too. But there's so many old school veined games like sure. like the Undertale's and oh, um, God, so and um, Azure Striker Gunvolt, yep. which mm-hmm. is like pretty much Mega, Mega Man, Man X on exactly. steroids. I mean, I love that kind of stuff where you can take the same concept and maybe Shovel and even Knight. keep it sprites. Yeah, yeah. Shovel Knight but so good. but up res it and use better music. Not necessarily, you know, you know, still eight bit kind of music. Yeah. But I love chip tunes and that that kind of stuff. So I, I just I, I eat that up, man. I love yeah. that. Yeah, we become we just become best friends, right? I think oh I think we said God, that before. Dude. Like him and I just be geeking out on the same Shovel stuff. Knight. It's awesome. Shovel Knight's so good. Brandy, what have you been yeah, playing? playing? Newer? So I just finished the main, I guess you could call it the story mode or whatever, of The Witness. Which is created by uh, Jonathan Blow, the guy who did the Braid, which yep, was... which Ooh, I love. I love yeah. Braid. Oh, the mechanics so in that game. Was oh, amazing. A brand new completed so 100% made in Braid. You, it made you think. Oh, yeah. so oh my God. Much. I was pulling my hair. Full disclosure, I totally looked up. Oh, puzzle no. Guides on, I did not cheat. And the only achievement I didn't get was the beat it in under however many hours. Oh, okay. Everything no, else. Well, no, he's talking wit- about Braid. No, he's I'm talking not about talking about Braid. No, I'm, I'm talking about The Witness. Oh, no. Made by the same guy, Jonathan Blow. Same That's how guy, we connect the dots he there. That. Yeah, he made I, The Witness as the, well. The effing pillars at the end. If you play yeah. the game, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's a puzzle you, game. It's a pillar. A, a, a first-person puzzle game. You have to create a path, like a maze type thing. And you have to satisfy the conditions of each maze. But the pillars towards the very end of the game, they're round, so yeah. you can't see the whole I've thing. I've heard the puzzles in that are just killer, which gets they're me insane. all like it gets me like seventh guest excited to hear about yeah. like puzzles and it's stuff awesome, like that. It's you awesome, know? but those pillars at the end of the game, I I threw in the towel. I looked up how to do them because I'm like because I 
I'm good at strategy. I heard those were really hard. They're, They're hard. Really Which hard. makes me excited to go play it. Oh, you'll Lord love it. It's right up your alley. Like seventh like Guest and Quest. Yeah, it's yeah like, you'll my, love my it. My favorite said. things about like Seventh Guest was that it was like, here's a puzzle. What are the rules? Don't know. Figure it out. And that was the funny yeah. thing. Was back then, we didn't have FAQs well, and shit like that. Oh, so it was like, if you could figure it out, yep. it was like you were Gamewinners.com. The witness, the <laughs> the witness was, is pretty good at teaching you the rules as you go. But like but I that's, said. That's the, cool. I like that part. Yeah, it doesn't exactly. Just, it doesn't pop up a piece of paper no. that says, if you move the It doesn't hold left, your hand. It up, down, join it. It's like, yeah. I, I've always enjoyed no, the, the trial and like error. Like, it'll puzzles. give yeah. you a panel of, like, say, five or six puzzles. And, like, the first one is obviously easy, but yeah. then the second one, slight, slightly more complicated. Yeah. And it's like, oh, if it's I cool. go this way, it doesn't satisfy the rules. Yeah. But if I go right. this way, it is. Oh, okay, yeah. so that you means learn, I have to right. separate the white dots from the black dots. I'm a big twitch. And that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Right. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. it, and, but those the pillars at the end of the game... It's it's round, so you can't see the entire puzzle. Sure, yeah. Which that cool. fucks with me. That's cool. Like I need to see the whole puzzle so I can plan out what I'm doing. Let so me. I totally did. I admit it. I went online. <laughs> <laughs> she did. Solution, because I'm like, I'm I'm like after like, well. An hour or so, I'm like, fuck this. When we were playtesting Mansion of Hidden Souls a couple weeks ago, we did it too. We looked up an FAQ. Don't feel bad. I couldn't. Well, it's funny because like (laughs) I. So anyway, I I finished the 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 story mode, the main the main thing, and now I'm going back and I'm looking for all the environmental puzzles, which actually I'm enjoying as much, if not more, than the main mode. Because the thing is, is the the main story, you're just solving the puzzles that are obviously puzzles on these panel things or whatever. But when you're getting the environmental puzzles, it'll be something like, oh, if you walk in just the right spot and look up at the clouds, the clouds form a puzzle path. Yeah. Or the branches of the trees. Well, it took him six years to make this game. Because yeah. what, what Jonathan Blow did, just a little bit of history here, because I researched it because research is my middle name. Uh, what I did was he... he, he because if you look at when Braid came out, Braid was like this the summer of arcade. It was like well, the first time. That's what Xbox 360. Shadow Complex. And oh my God, they're yeah. so amazing. Oh my God, Shadow Super Complex. Super Metroid 2.0. Oh, I love Seven Complex. The, Braid, the say, Braid is my jam because you literally good. have puzzle pieces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, but yes. that's what the summer of arcade is. What introduced me personally to indie games. Because yeah, I was yep, like, it's what true. The fuck mm-hmm. is an indie but game? Yeah. Like you know, high quality. Super yeah, high quality. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. Like Microsoft knew. They said, look. Yeah. Let's dig through what is like the best five. Is Bastion and in there? Bastion was Bastion part of it as well. Bastion was amazing. Now you know it's nice because you know PlayStation Network. Is well, PlayStation's super like yeah. indie friendly now. Yeah. Like they mm-hmm. they they go and they just go like, hey, now you want this so game? Many, though it's hard to catch. It's hard to stay caught yeah. up on any and all of them because there's so many. I mean, there there's is so many titles. But yeah. well, it's so, so nice that at least with the PlayStation Plus, they give you like a bunch of them, a bunch free, of a them month. For free. You can try so it out. Like, mm-hmm. You look at you yeah. look at like small teams like the, the team Psionics that did Rocket League, a, a team I think of like so 20 great. people. Yeah. A team of 20 people. It was way more fun than it should be. <laughs> I know. I remember the first time I played it, I'm like, I was screaming like I was watching a sporting yeah. event. I'm like, this is so much Soccer fun. Soccer with RC cars. Like, that doesn't sound like fun. Like Deuce and I and a couple of friends got together. We were like, we got super like oh, yeah. four oh, of us, we amazing. get together and we like but, wreck. But did anybody shop. play rocket powered supercars? Super no. Sonic no. Mega cars. But it introduces no. you. I think that's what's so great about the PlayStation Plus service is it introduces you to, to different games and stuff like that. You're like, hey, that you might not have checked out, and, yeah. which is really awesome. Like, like I'm oh, playing Broforce now. Might as well get it. And, and sometimes it's like, games yeah. that have been on Steam for a while that you know a community because we can't. You can't assume that console gamers play PC games. You know what I mean? Like no. Buck is a mixture of both. He does both. But yeah, someone like Deuce who doesn't own a PC, he he now he's getting 
waiting to introduce some of these games that, you know, you got to check out for the first time. Right. You, like Broforce or something. Like, oh, that's really neat. You know what I mean? You never really get to Bro check. Force. Yeah. What by yeah, like I got that this last month, and the other day I was like, you know what? I've got an hour to kill. Let me pop this in. Let me well, play it because I already installed it. I super played time it. I'm course. like, this game is awesome. Yeah, this is like everything I yeah. ever wanted. Yeah. Well, talking about a game that's my jam, and we've talked about this all the time, is I love Minecraft, but oh, I play yeah. it. I don't play it on PC. I play it on PS4, and mm -hmm. and that's what works for I, me. I love watching like the evolution of the gamers, like especially growing up and basically you know right at near the beginning sure. of it with the Atari and whatnot too. And there's a really big. There's a really big movement in the last three, four, five, six years of people that just play one game. That's it. Because yeah. that game just continues to evolve, whether it's Minecraft the or... The world is so yeah. big. But look at also MOBAs like League of oh, Legends true. and yep. Dota 2. Yep. There yep. are people that that's all they play. Every single day, they don't That's play their any game. other games, yep. and they still spend money on them because of skins and sound packs yep. and everything. But the games, when you when you see developers remodeling the skins of like release like pack characters because mm -hmm. they're five years old and they don't look as good as the mm -hmm. most recent characters, it's like. That's a game that's been around. Yeah, absolutely. But I also with, with like season passes and things sure, like that. Sure, absolutely. Being a thing. Yeah. But I also like how now it looks like MOBAs are trying to move into the console market. With yep. the, you've got Overwatch Smite. coming out. Yep. Smite. Um, Smite is very much so Battleborn. Yeah, Battleborn's Battle Battle coming yeah. out. Like, there's a yeah. lot of, like, they're like, hey, we've got this huge install base when it comes to PS4 and the Xbox One. It's like we haven't even tried putting MOBAs on these. Let's well, see what happens. You know what like, the first— I'm really excited about Overwatch. We, are you in yeah. that? You have, have you played it? I have not played I'm it. I'm in the beta for it, and I was in the original beta for it. Yeah? What do you I, think? I, I gotta be honest. I really loved Unreal Tournament in, like, you know, 2002. Right. It feels like Unreal Tournament on steroids. Okay. But not enough to make me come back and play it a lot. Like, really? If you love, like, the Call of Duties, like, yeah. I'm going into a match, and I'm gonna get killed 20 times yeah. in this 10-minute match... Then you'll still like it, okay, because there's different abilities for all the characters and whatnot right. too. But that I don't really dig those kind of games as much. Like I, if I'm gonna play any kind of game like that, I really like uh, Mech Warrior Online. Oh yeah, yeah. You're playing as like the BattleTech robots yeah. and whatnot. And sure. that game I'm plays a huge as old school. I mean, talking old school tabletop yeah. Yeah. Mech Warrior yeah. fans. This so, yeah. plays a lot like that because it's like okay, this match is gonna be like 10 minutes long, and when you die, you're dead. Yeah. You don't come back. Yeah. You don't yeah. get Permadeath. another life. Yeah. You don't get respawn, yeah. and there's the respawn see, that's point. that's the nice thing about computers, Like, yeah. and I don't have a, a PC at home. I wish I did. I wish I had the money to actually build a really high-end gaming laptop so I could play things like that. Because games like that, like that's my wheelhouse. And also now they're doing the strategy games more on the PC. Like They've got the Shadowrun reboot that just mm -hmm. came out. Um, I've heard word on the street they're gonna do a, a mech, basically a mech warrior, but like the RTS where it's like turn based, like almost like when I played on the tabletop back in the day. Like they re-released so that. Moves. They re-released yeah. that a couple about two or three years ago. The uh, BattleTech like twenty fifth or anniversary yeah. set. And it, it, it's basically the turn base, which I which played I'd back loved. in like middle school too. Yeah, like Warhammer forty yeah, k and yeah, BattleTech all, and all that. that I played all those yeah. tabletop games. Yeah, I was a huge tabletop gamer, yeah, so games like that are awesome. But like. I just don't think that they will ever put something like that, like on a PS4, sure. Xbox One, because they're like, I don't think the the buying base is there, and how many coders it takes to put it over to that machine doesn't translate as yeah. well to a controller. No. I think is the bottom line of exactly, sure. and, and that's the thing that stinks is when you don't have the money to kind of put into a high end PC, like you miss the boat on that. And I'm hoping maybe in the future they'll be like, 
well, let's put it as like an indie game, or let's put it as right. you know something that's cheaper. You can just download it. You don't have to that go to the Steam store and buy it. Steam console is yeah. a pretty cool alternative that, that yeah. Valve's trying to do, where yeah. you can play a lot of Steam stuff and mm-hmm. not have to spend quite as much money. And that might be a, a good way to go because I, I've heard they're getting the Steam console price down because when it first came out, it was like four or five hundred dollars. Like it right. was a lot. I mean, it's so, similar yeah. to the other consoles that are out there, really. Sure. You know, whether yeah. Xbox One or PS4. Yeah, and that that's the thing about with Steam. Steam really opened the doors and and Steam made things made. more accessible yeah. because like before you'd have to you know you think about what Steam did. Steam really took the downloadable uh, uh, games by, by storm because before it was like make, Valve doesn't even have to make games anymore because no. they make so much money. They off do. Of they, so they, no Half Life Three. They're, sorry, they're, they're like they're like yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah, which is never coming right. No, but they're like the UPS of the game world. Like UPS makes more money off licensing their logistics system than they, they do, do. Or just as much as they do off sure. of the shipping. You know, absolutely. Yeah. They found some other technology. Went, Wait a minute. Yeah, like yeah. you know, I can make money off this instead of the other thing, and, th- right. and that. that mm-hmm. I mean, it it's great, I guess, as a gamer if you have a high end PC, but it's bad if you're like me, I'm a console gamer. Yeah. It's like, man, there's so many games I want to try and I want to yeah. play. I just I'm never gonna get a chance. But to. it's funny because those are a lot of those people are there's there's a handful of those PC gamers that don't get a high end PC, but they get one to play yeah. League of Legends or uh, Heroes of the Storm or something like yeah. that because they none of those have high requirements. Yeah. On no, them mm-hmm. because that's all they play. Yeah, and they just play that game over. Our good friends John and Lonnie, they they're huge. They're huge into to League of Legends. Like yeah. that's their jam. Like but they I've play even that. Seen like uh, I've been looking a lot like online, especially Best Buy. Like maybe dipping my foot into the waters of the PC and a lot of them now are like hey you can buy this laptop and it'll run League of Legends it'll yeah. run Heroes they of the Storm very high and that's like no. the selling point of the whole system is like yeah. buy this laptop yeah. and you can run that off right. your laptop yeah, I'm still so. not a PC gamer yeah. no like, and I don't no. think I ever will be Play to Minecraft me it's on the just console? yeah yeah on the console I mean I have a Surface Pro 3 um, but I mean that's you know I don't use it for, for gaming or anything like that I mean right. I I I go to my fan fiction right. sites, my AO3. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can give you a good example of, like, we're talking about Overwatch, the new yeah. Star Wars Battlefront, you know, that came out. It's like, yeah. yes, Battlefront, and it's Star Wars, and we were all so pumped about it. Yeah. And you play it, and it's a really cool game. But me and some of my buddies realized real fast, we don't really like the Battlefront games. Like, no. we don't like the, you shot him, you shot two guys, yay, now you're dead. Oh, no, you shot him, you shot a guy, yay, now you're dead. Oh, like, well, over see, and over. Well, see, that's what happened to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I bought Battlefront. I never so bought excited. it, and I'm now, a huge Star Wars remember, man. That they dropped that right in that pre-release of like the Star Wars oh, hype yeah. of the, oh, so yeah. they knew what they were doing. And it's a fun I, game. It's a great it, game. It's a fun game, but it's like it's not something I'm going to play for multiple hours. Well, now, Overwatch Duty, hits me the same yeah. way. You have yeah. all these great different characters that yeah. are really, really neat, which is the MOBA aspect of it. Yeah. But the rest of it is kind of just an Unreal Tournament shooter at heart, which is like that's great, but that's a 15, 18 year old model that. Yeah. That's not, as not gonna, about yeah, anymore. Right. You know, not why are why are RTSs not as popular anymore? Because they they you know they really evolved into other kinds of games like MOBAs and stuff. Yeah. You know? Sure. Which yeah. is the kind of thing that makes me sad. Like my favorite game series of all time is probably Command and Conquer, especially Red Alert. Yeah. And it's like I would love to see a PS4 Command and Conquer, but until like, you go back and play like that N64 or PS1 version yeah. of like Command and Conquer or Red Alert, and you're like, oh. This sucks with a controller. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like the. I will give it credit where credit's due. The 360 ones were terrific. Like they were great with the controller, and I'm almost to the point where I'm surprised PS4 isn't like, look, you can hook a wireless mouse in this. You can hook a, a keyboard not? into it because you you've right. got the USB ports in the front. Why don't sure. you just say, screw it, let's let them do that. Plug it in, 
and now you can play these other games, and then they can move it over. Because my only thing is this, is like games that are these big MOBAs, it should not be that hard to convert them over to PS4. Right. Yeah. You know? That doesn't cost a lot of money nowadays. No. no. To bring them to different consoles. Sure. Well, we could talk about video games all night. We can. And uh, good we, times. we love it, obviously. We've been passionately talking about it for 90 minutes already, Deuce. Wow. I can't believe it. The extended episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. And uh, we, Buck, we really want to thank you for joining us. You're awesome. Yeah, You're a great sponsor. You, I mean, you, you you got a lot of cool things going on with, with Hyperkin and, you know, with, with your inclusion of the PS1, Dreamcast, and Sega CD. And also your, uh, your eSports team because yeah. we didn't get to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we didn't get to talk about that. We, me, it was a bullet point th- when we came in. This literally is a part one because we're going to have you back in studio again yeah. sometime soon because yeah. I have so much more I want to ask We'd you We'd love to, like, just learn from for. you because you're, like, yeah. teaching us stuff, you know, until yeah. we're talking to you. we want to have you back in studio again because I've got so many more questions about uh, the eSports and everything I want to ask yeah. you that we didn't even get to touch. But uh, tell us your esports yeah. team and tell us all about it. Just our our uh, esports team is Leader One Esports, uh, which we currently have one of the best uh, Smash Brothers players in the Northeast too. And uh, we also are an esports business consulting firm. Nice. Uh, because there's a lot of uh, I have a partner in Boston who also runs the American Video Game League. They do basically they they are the college esports. Yeah. Sure. Like they are especially the, they in are Boston. The I mean, come on. They are yeah. the government. Yeah, but like the other night I got to watch a uh, Dota 2 match between uh like UCF and uh Georgia. You know, oh, which wow. is pretty That's cool. Awesome. Like they have yeah. college teams kind of like Heroes of the Storms trying to do the sure. Heroes of the Dorm kind of thing. And um so my partner up in Boston as well too, he's more my team manager, Victor Susky, and uh we have we have teams in Counter-Strike. We have our biggest is in Smash Brothers right now, but we've had teams in Counter-Strike, we had teams in uh players in uh Street Fighter 4. Yeah. And um, uh, we actually, our team, if you go back and watch the, the minor, which is the qualifier for the Counter-Strike Major going right. on like next week, I think, yeah. um, our team leader one was in that minor to qualify for that. They didn't make it, but it was like one of eight teams that were invited to try and qualify for the first U.S. major that they were having for that, which yeah. was way That's awesome. cool for us. Yeah. But the, the, what, what the, the sports team is, is the sports team piggybacks on top of the esports consulting business. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there who, like a lot of us, are passionate about it. Sure. You know, and they really, really, whether it's a fighting game tournament or Smash Brothers or or land parties, whatever else, but they're they're savvy with the games and they have an A plus team that can run that event from beginning to end. But who's looking out for the business aspect of their sure. of their event? Who's thinking about negotiating prices for venues? Who's making sure they're not getting gouged on things like pricing, hotel rooms? internet who's helping to look for those bigger sponsors and whatnot too and we realize there's really a gap in there of non-savvy non-business savvy people that they need a little bit of assistance in there too and that's kind of where we step in as well too and we're pretty knee deep into the esports scene as well well happy hour with johnny deuce knows a little about that because it's like you know when you try it's like you've got this idea you've got this product how do i market this product and sell it to where on the back end we still make a little bit of money to right. where in the back end. Right. We Who's still, looking out for that? Front? Yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah. Who's looking out for that front? Because, right. you know, the power doesn't stay on. The beard fridge doesn't get full by itself. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So you got to have somebody that's watching out for sure. that. And it's good that you've got a company that does that for people because these guys that, you know, they're like sports players. They need a good manager. It's like, look, right. if I'm going to the gym every day, if I'm shooting hoops every day, right. like I don't got time to worry about who's going to give me the better deal, Nike right. or Reebok. Yeah. Like I need somebody to go out there and say, look, 
I found it for you. This guy's going to yeah. give you the best offer, sure. and you need that. And I think it's awesome that that's what your yeah. firm's doing. You have guys that are growing, and they don't know where to go, what to do. Do I try and negotiate with that same hotel or place over again, or do I look at other places? Because you know, we don't need to offer them what they already have. What they yeah. already have is teams of volunteers or employees that – Give them a give them a U-Haul and tell them you know this is the event from beginning to end and they're gonna run it to a T. They don't need help with the event organization. They don't need help with the TOs or the coordinators or running right. the actual event. They need the who's worrying about the stuff a month, three months, six months, a year ahead of time. Who's worrying sure. about the event just got done? Who's worrying about renegotiating for next year? Right. Not exactly. just what well, let's do it again. It's like and who's worried about getting them the sponsors to make sure right. they can pay for those hotel who's, rooms? Who's, who's doing pay the for business the negotiations yeah. on those? It's one thing to reach out to those sponsors. It's another thing of well, how much are we getting for a dollar? What are we giving you? And it's like man, you're giving them a lot for not a whole much. There should be another zero on the end of that if that's what you're giving to them. Or you know if it's mm -hmm. a if it's a, an IT sponsor, it's like then you should be getting that upload and download speed. You need to be able to stream this in Twitch. Sure, you know? absolutely. And, and so it's things like that where we have the ends with the industry and we have the knowledge as all business yeah. people. That's what I have a That's degree awesome. in from UCF and, and Victor from Boston College in uh, in uh, finance. We we just know that we, we're in the esports scene for sure with our teams. That was the point of that, to stand out in that field. We really know our crap when it comes to behind the scenes and the sports side of it. You won't see us losing money. That's well, awesome. And that's smart. And where can, say, if somebody's eSports team it's like, hey, I've got a team, I've got an idea, yeah. where can they come to you? Where can they find you? LeaderOneEsports.com is the website. Awesome. We'll put a link in the description yeah. of this mm -hmm. uh, track. If they have a team and they're looking for that, we have team managers that do that as well, too. And we do that as a support for eSports. If there's yeah. hungry up-and-coming teams that we can help support with those kinds of things, you know, we want to help them as well, too. And the business supports in it. You know, it goes back and forth amongst itself. Well, I'm not even going to lie. I think next time Buck comes in the studio, what I really want is one of those sweet jerseys like he's wearing <laughs> with one with Deuce and one with Johnny on the we gotta, back. We got to do some, yeah. some 2016 ones. Yeah. Nice. Maybe yeah. Even happy hour with Johnny and Deuce at the bottom. I That'd mean, you've got a lot of patches, but uh, just like any NASCAR <laughs> racer, you've got a lot more room for more patches. And so. once again, what is the name of your uh, esports uh, company? Leader One Leader esports. One. Esports, and you said earlier, Leader One Esports doesn't give you what you already have. Same thing with Retro Game Treasure, because of your awesome database, <laughs> they don't give you what you already have because they know the database that you put right. everything in there. Right. You put in what you like, what systems you own, and they'll send you. And they'll never send duplicate games. They're always going to ship on. Uh, they're always going to ship on or before the twenty second of every month, and that means that you know you get games on time. Yep. And our happy hour listeners get two dollars off their uh, box by putting the promo code Happy Hour. So definitely go check out Retro Game Treasure Buck. It's been a pleasure to have you on yet again. We're gonna this is the Thanks, we're gonna have you on again in another yeah. episode because you're <laughs> like, awesome. We, we could talk forever. This is already like, over like ninety we minutes. Barely so like, hit the tip of the I iceberg. I should have oh some God. better esports announcements for you too because there's a really big event that I'm helping someone work on bringing to our county here where we all live in Central Florida. Nice. in uh, November. So I should awesome. Be on the lookout for that do that because that's the one thing we have not gotten into yet but we want to get into is the esports because i think esports is the future i mean look espn has bought rights yep. into esports they're getting into esports mm -hmm. a lot of after saying they didn't want to touch yeah, it yeah they're like yeah. oh we don't want everybody to touch it. In the yeah community and, and, and then they're yeah, like oh now whatever. we want to be all about it so did like, we say we didn't touch it we said we like money yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. So, you know espn <laughs> wants to get involved other big sports agencies yep. and sports channels 
want to get involved oh, yeah. because they know that this is a future. Well, it's this funny. is a new X Games, yeah. basically. Shaq and some yeah. other NBA stars just bought into some of these. I think exactly. Snoop Dogg I was about to say bought that. into yeah. a team from what I read the other day. So yeah. I, like, they're all like, hey, this is the future. This is the next this like, NBA. This is a real thing. A yeah. legitimate yeah. thing. Yep. You know? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, but so it's a, a legitimate the, sport. There's, there's, big, there's big groups like the ESL and the MLG, but then there's all the smaller there's all the smaller groups and the up-and-comers kind of thing. Like the biggest thing in Boston is Victor has a land center up there, so yeah. he helps a lot of events get off the ground. What happens when they outgrow his center? Well, he's got the business knowledge to help them grow and go to new locations, and they leave there going, uh, we're lost. We're going to have 200 people now, and we don't know where to go or what to do. And it's like, well, we have – we have not only connections in those two territories. We got venues but like, and stuff. Yeah. Well, sure. we, we're, we're looking out for you. I mean, the way the business model works is, you know, we're, it's it's really based around saving you money is how that business makes money <laughs> to be able to say, look, we were able to negotiate 20% off of your hotel rate and, and you don't have to do as big of a block, which means you're not on the hook for that hotel block if you don't sell it out. Stuff like that that, like you said, they're yeah. going, I don't want to yeah, worry about like, that. Yeah, it's like, I don't want to worry about that. Like, I really, sure. really see it becoming the happy hour with Johnny and Buck. Like, he's going to take <laughs> job like and, and i don't mind because he he has said more in the past 10 minutes than i've said in like a year about what my job is because my job is like getting sponsors and doing all the shit you're doing and it's like buck's like not only got got the knowledge he's got the hookups and the degree so yeah oh my so, god next week on the happy hour with johnny and buck <laughs> i don't need another job you can you it's okay Deuce. You don't need another job <laughs> but I'll tell you what, in all seriousness, we want to get a part of this because we want to get on the ground floor of this esports thing. Because this esports thing, it, really, you're not even getting on the ground floor anymore. Yeah. Like it's built so so high up, and ESPN's getting involved, and all these other people's getting involved, mm -hmm. and being able to maybe cross my fingers, get involved with a team like you guys, mm, and yeah. being able to say like, hey, you know, our logos on the back of you guys' jerseys when you go to events, like that would be. I mean, I the feel like we made it at that. Yeah. <laughs> That's like two things on my bucket list. Get my name on an eSports jersey like I'm in NASCAR and get a sandwich <laughs> named after me. Yeah. That's all I want. The like, deuce. that is all I want. What would be on the deuce? No, it would be the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. So it's got to be some, like, beer-battered something. Like, okay. beer-battered fish with something on that top. sounds much better than a deuce sandwich. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Nobody yeah. wants to eat a deuce. deuce. Yeah. What, that number two? No, the deuce. Yeah, no, no, the deuce, yeah. What, no. you have to go deuce? Okay, you have to go to number two. Yeah. Like, that would not be good. Yeah, nobody wants to get on that sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> but so much, thank you so much, uh, uh, Buck. I mean, you you, you're awesome. Fun and you're fun, fun to hang out. And chat. That's what it is. It's a party with the happy hour, yeah, Johnny. it always deuce. is. We, 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 get, we get feedback from our fans saying, you know, you guys are literally guys sitting on a couch. Yes, we have a couch. We are sitting here in a studio half talking. Couch, half futon. No, exactly. it's a futon. I've yeah. slept on that bitch and it's very comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> so, just so, so you know. It's good times. If you ever need a place to crash, yep. Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce is a very yep. fine futon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. So thank You're you so welcome. much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> thank you, Brandy. Put that motherfucker together too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so just, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm happy that, uh, you know, you were able to join us and Brandy is able to, you know, get yeah. time, the children, you know, she had to pop out a couple of times, but, you know, I wouldn't same with Crying Buck. Like children. we we yeah. both have awesome support systems systems at home to be able to let us do all these things. Oh, and gosh, so yeah. big shout out to your family as oh, well. Yeah. My and wife puts uh, up with a lot. Yeah. So she's the number one in your party. She's really good at packing boxes now, though. <laughs> That's awesome. She's really so good. RPG. She would be the healer and the box packer. <laughs> exactly. That's Probably awesome. more like the sh the innkeeper. Or yeah. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I always end up the healer. Yeah.
like tabletop RPGs, I'm right. always the healer. What's that old saying? Like, if a guy teaches you how to play a game, it's like he really loves you or he just needs a healer. healer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So definitely go to RetroGameTreasure.com. And also we'll put a link in the description of his uh, Leader One esports. esports team as well. We'll put that in there and go check him out. And uh, how do people find us on the internet, dude? How you can find us on the internet is you can hit us up on the Twitter machine at HH Podcast Show. Also, you can find us at hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. Feel free to send us any emails you want. We're always looking for more questions for our mailbag, so send them there. Also, also, definitely check us out on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud. Give us reviews because we like to see the reviews. We read every comment, every email, every tweet. We read everything, and we try to reply to everything as fast oh, yeah. as we can. Between the dudes, feedback between is awesome. Feedback is awesome. Tell us what you love. We've been getting some awesome feedback. We really appreciate it because we wouldn't be around – you know, all the, the fans that listen to Brazil and Netherlands and China, like, I mean, you guys are awesome. So, Finland. big shout out, Finland, all that stuff. Big shout out to you guys for listening to us and supporting us at 150 episodes strong. So, definitely, Deuce, there's not one, not two, but three ways you want to put your hashtags in your social media of choice. That's at true. Hashtag Happy, happy Hour, Hour podcast, podcast. Hashtag HH Podcast Show. And hashtag Deuce is on, on the loose. loose. Later. See ya.